0: Right, and that's kind which of is, where we're talking. Totally which is what hit. cryptocurrency is, to be honest. I love the idea of it, but yes. it, it has no physical backing. It, yeah, it has the same problems
1: that that the American dollar does. That its right. it, its value is derived
2: specifically from what someone is willing to pay for it at that time. I'm going to probably say fuck China a lot during this podcast, so I'm just going to preface this right now. When I say fuck China, I mean fuck the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And none of us want to kill ourselves, so if anything weird happens, you know, in the next couple weeks... Just Where's my Winnie the Pooh bear
3: at? Welcome to the salt of the streets, coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information, and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation. With real talking, real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve And leave it up to Colin and to Donovan. Right, Cause what? The- the- oh, Uh-oh. let's
2: get it. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to salt the streets podcast this is saturday may 16th 129 p.m episode 85 and welcome back to the salt of the streets podcast your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news pop culture and sports you can handle and the best part about the whole deal it's all built from the ground up for people like you and me the everyday normal person so come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. Yes. As always, I'm sorry, I'm really excited because we're back in studio for the first time in like two months. That was great. Cheers so, again. Cheers. As Welcome always, back. we Welcome are your in. hosts. I'm Colin. I'm Donovan. And today we are joined by a very special guest, my brother, not only in arms, but also in blood, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, the show? Oh. Oh, Good to Colin. be here. And yeah, this week we're gonna be kinda just it's gonna be a grab baggy type show. we free balling it. Yeah, we're free balling it with all things COVID <laughs> and the like and uh Joe Biden. Joe Biden for sure, because we yeah, we didn't get to it last time. It. Yeah. And there's been a lot of new things for that one, which are very interesting. But yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna see what we hit. I got a list of shit and I'm sure you got a list of things and I we're got gonna talk about two pages about, of shit. Perfect. And we're gonna find out from Chad some of the uh he's been Chad shouldn't be here right now. Yep. He should be up in the woods. Mm-hmm. But uh, due to some – the way our state has handled our COVID response. Some uh, fuckery. Yeah, there's some fuckery there that took him out of the woods, essentially, for reasons that we'll get into shortly. So, that being said, where do you want to start? How's your How's your work experience been lately, Donovan? Let's um, just start there.
1: That's a good one. So, what's up? You look – is that a great thing to ask for you?
2: <laughs>
3: Our producer <laughs> yeah. says,
1: what's going on? You're here in studio. If you're not here, you can't be doing shit. it's <laughs> like, it good gunshot. Now you have to tell me what you're excited about.
0: And now I have to talk really loud. So, Morgan Brenton, who we love... She commented on Facebook and let us know that today is actually an unofficial National Mimosa Day. Oh, Yay. swag! Oh, Got him. It's true. So look at you guys. So cheers again so with mimosa. let's the mimosas. talk about fate. Let's talk about how the universe puts us exactly where we're supposed to be, and let's go.
1: <laughs> Boom! There we go. Yes, so, ma'am. Um, work. So I have started posting little videos that I've been taking right while I've I'm there those. because. Um, it's been slower than fuck. Um, if you listen to the show for a long time, you know, I work, um, at a company where I make neoprene orthotics. I make hand braces, knee braces, shit of that variety. Um, and because everything around the country has been closed, um, you know, for like non-essential services and whatnot, apparently, you know, medical braces for children are not essential, which is weird. But, um, there's been, sorry, Colin, there's been like no orders. You know, it's been slow. Um, we also do some stuff for a baseball. So they've been... Ordering some stuff to try and like prepare for when the season does the come season. back exactly. for well, yeah when we're making stuff for just to have for when it does open up because the different leagues are starting to talk about start dates just without fans you know like like the the NFL facilities can open up like next week I think mm-hmm. um for and they can only have like seventy five people in them and they can't do any workouts or anything it's just for like rehab and shit like that that people can go there um, Major League Baseball is starting to talk about I think in like July trying to open up and do
2: a short season just with no fans in the stands you know um so i actually heard a little bit of sports news and i don't know if you had heard about it yet and i don't know almost anything about it so i just know a little bit so you know anything about a new like the new pitcher for the rays that had some kind of contract trouble that he was trying to swing some weight around and no, I do not. Okay. No, but well, I'll I look serve, at that for I can, next time. and I can ask the boys at work. I'm sure that they can tell me exactly. One of the guys at work that. told
1: me about it. I was like, I wonder if yeah. Don knows about that. I'm sure. I'm sure all the guys at work know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so, so yeah, so because it's been so fucking slow, you know, um, we were working with that other small company, the guy that makes our dyes um, for the presses. And we've been making medical shields that we were donating to, like, local medical centers and the first responders and stuff like that. And I guess we started sending them out of state, too. Um, There's an article they printed out at work uh, from a town in Kansas. Oh, wow. Their local first responders got some... Shields from us and so they wrote an article um mostly about Louie, but they like mentioned our company and stuff, you know. We're that's still- we that's kinda how Benick likes to operate, is in the yeah. background and very quietly. So yeah. that's also why I held off on the videos for a long time. Like I wasn't and I don't think that they would have said like stop it, you know, but just because I know they like to be quiet about it, I was but once we hit twenty thousand, like we're at the point we've done twenty thousand of these shields now that we have sent out almost twenty thousand shields and I don't like all without With government you know? mandate, too. With that. zero government mm. mandate. No one mm. told us what to do. Louis took it on himself that he wanted to do something. He made a die. He talked to Dan and Tim about it. He secured materials. We had Velcro. We have a workforce because he only has a couple of employees. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a big shop and people, oh, yeah. all the cutters have fucking nothing to do, you know? So we've, Dave is like the only one really that's been cutting, maybe one or two other guys. Um, but the everyone old Zen else. Has been, yeah. It is. Casey's doing TP and Dave is cutting, but that's like, Everyone else is doing shields, and, like, a lot of the office ladies are back doing different stuff. And um, so the Velcro company that we get our pieces from, they've donated a fuckload of Velcro to the cause. Louis trying to see about UPS and FedEx, like, donating shipping because we're starting to send them out of state. Mm -hmm. But lou has been driving all around the state to deliver those shields by hand to i mean he's gone to oregon he's gone like all we we had people watching from like fucking Clickitass or some shit like that oh, that yeah, came out from county. skagit county because that drove they out a little Breakout. Yeah, they drove outbreak. they drove out to pick up boxes of shields and then drive back there that's like, wild yeah we have people
2: from all over the state that were that were giving these things to
3: well don't uh, let
2: me forget cuz i want to ask you something about whether you know anything if if the bosses there have gotten into the, um, payments protection Act and stuff like that. Um, I don't, um, know, if, I don't, I don't know, know for certain. I know that in one of our meetings, because so let me,
1: because we are doing this thing, but just so as to give the full picture, right? Mm-hmm. We are not, I usually work like 50 hours or so a week, so like 10 hours overtime. Um, because I, you know, if it's just me, so I support my family. Um, and for the first like two weeks, we weren't doing overtime anymore. You know, and so, I was like, okay, so, like, that'll be fine, you know, for a few weeks, but I still had to start using some vacation time, some sick time to make up for that, you know? I stopped paying into my retirement for a little bit, because I wasn't fucking going anywhere anyway, um, you know? <sighs> it's I, money down They, the hole right they now. stopped making people pay on their accounts for, like, Sandmar, you know, for buying clothes, so I stopped paying on that, so my checks were about... So stock up, stock up. <laughs> so my checks were, well, I had just bought a bunch of new t-shirts, like, to, yeah. to print for us, so I just ordered... $200 worth of shit you know that I was like Paying I do like $25 a month or whatever a week um, And so I was Like well I'm going to stop doing that so To like equal my checks out you know and then After that I'm like okay well we're Not going to work on Fridays anymore you know And so That's everyone cool. is working 36 hours a week you can come in If you have other shit you know you can do but they don't want Anyone working overtime which is fine I'm not I'm not I'm not at all upset at the because company they probably you, have We don't have any no work they're, they're making shit up for us to do Because yeah. they want to make sure that we get paid, and they don't want to have to lay us off, they don't want to, you know, which is a whole other conversation in itself, but they don't want us to have to try and be on unemployment, you yeah. know, because even though there are some people who are making more, it as we know from our fucking friend, it can as take we eight know. weeks to get any type of money at all, you know, cool because you get a fat lump sum, but you still have to go eight fucking weeks without any goddamn money, I can't go eight weeks without any money. I can't afford no. to do it. I don't have. Most people can't. And that's my own no. fault for spending the way that I did up until now that I don't have money, you know, saved up. I, I take responsibility for that, but I, so I'm, I'm appreciative to have a job because I couldn't go that eight weeks without an income and be fine without going into just a fucking massive debt with credit cards and shit to yeah. stay afloat, you know? Um, so it's, you know, I'm using a lot of, or for a while, you know, I had to use a lot of sick shit, sick time and vacation time to to, yeah. to break even, you know. It's like no matter what you know. happens,
2: it's dependent on what your work situation is. You're going to have – Right. It's a double-edged source no matter which way you do it. Right.
1: And just because people are bitching on the internet, you know, I'm not complaining about like – I mean, it does suck to like have to use – yeah, My own hours, but I am also appreciative to have a job. I am very grateful to have a mm-hmm. job, to be employed, to not, like I said, have to wait that eight weeks to get money that might be better for a few weeks. But as soon as, you know, the sad. shit runs out, it goes back to not as much money as I was making before. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be working, but I'm also mm-hmm. excited to be doing my regular job again. You know, yeah. I don't want to be doing this anymore. Not that I it, – it's nice. To be making those shields and to see the people up front that are benefiting, you know, that are using those things. Because we help people every day, making yeah. things for children. You know, I've made things for kids that are days old. Um, so when you do something like that, you know that you're making a genuine difference. Uh, but we in the cutting department rarely see any of like the letters or cards or anything that comes in because they come in all the time emails you know thank you so much for doing this you know here's a picture of the kid whatever the fuck we just don't see that type of stuff yeah so it can be really easy to get lost in that and for it to just feel monotonous you're just cutting shit out you know so even though this is also monotonous because we're just putting things together it was it was nice to eat like to see pictures and cards and stuff of people wearing them and saying like hey I'm I'm doing these tests I appreciate this because I'm I'm at risk of getting sick. There are people at uh, the, what is it, Kaiser Permanente down the road. They were doing COVID tests with no shields with, like, just masks on. Like, no other personal protective, because they just didn't have it. They're just a small medical center that's like, has a tiny urgent care, so they weren't receiving anything. And so, Kyle fucking drove down there and was like, fucking please take this box of shields. Like, please, God, take these, you (laughs) know? Right? Yeah, and it's it's –
2: Crazy, you know. So well, that's that's yeah. good though, because I'm glad. That's kind of I wanted to kind of preface this because, like, you're in a situation that some people are in, where like you're still working. You never really stop working, but you're you're operating at a reduced capacity, yes. right? Whereas Chad, you, I would love for you to kind of introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what it is that you do, because you know as well as anybody, most people don't do, and then talk about how essentially you know, how you've been, how your business and how you've been affected by the shutdown. Because it's a stark, what's the right word I'm looking at? It's totally different than what most people do. Yeah, Yeah. You're self-employed, right?
0: Self-employed. I've been shoeing horses for... About nine and a half years. So you're a farrier,
1: right? I'm a farrier. Just to, yeah. So because, like I said in the pre-show, I had I did not even ever fucking hear that term before. You're like, my brother's don't. a farrier. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah.
2: Unless you're in like the horse world already. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Okay, so you know. let's.
1: The, apparently, <laughs> there's a fucking difference between a blacksmith and a farrier. You know. So what's the what's the minute if if not minute? What's the difference between the two? Because I assumed that one dude did all of that
2: shit, uh, you know, then I'm sure that people are better at other things, but... I'm going to say something, and you tell me whether or not it's relatively a good apt analogy for this. So, a blacksmith works with metal and foraging and doing all that stuff. A farrier works on... They're basically like a horse foot doctor, but not really a doctor. A horsefoot doctor and a blacksmith. Yep. Like So, they're... So, you can diagnose problems with their feet, too.
0: You're essentially a... Blacksmith and an equine podiatrist. There worked. you
2: go. So it's like, that's the difference. It takes a lot more to be a farrier than it does to just be a blacksmith. Because you you also have that other world of this is a living, breathing animal that needs the proper footwear. Because <laughs> if you're, for lack of a better term, if you're a blacksmith, you could
1: make the shoes, but you probably couldn't put them on. Is that a-
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, anyone can not. learn how to do it, but. When you're nailing a shoe on, you work in the margins of getting a nail within about one eighth of an inch area. Otherwise, you can hurt them and potentially kill them. If shit went horrible.
2: Yeah, Yeah. like in a worst case scenario. Right. Like that's the margins you're working with.
0: About an eighth of an inch for a nail, yeah. So Mm -hmm. you can't
2: be, can't be doing sloppy
1: work if you're going to be doing barriers work.
0: And the nail's got a beveled edge, which makes it curve, which means you got to aim it the right way and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I know, so I heard. would just,
1: I was at, I was helping Jordan's stepdad with something at his dad's house and he makes saddles, like custom leather work. Ooh. Um, and yeah. Oh, he used to be a fucking jockey. Um, I started saddle. Um, yeah. Wait, it. wait, 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 wait. George, uh, George, what's his last name? Pachote. Is that? Yeah. Out of Port Orchard. Um, I know and that is. Name. So that is
3: her
0: <laughs> stepdad's stepdad.
3: Um,
1: huh. Yeah. Yeah. So we, that's, we go there for Christmas and shit. Yeah. Jordan's so you know him?
0: I know the name. He's fixed a lot of tack and stuff for people I know. He
1: does. Cool. The belt that I'm wearing right now,
0: check this, right? This is a
1: Pichote. That's a Pichote original right there. Made this for me for Christmas like three years ago. It's a fucking great gun belt. It's an amazing gun belt because it's so goddamn thick. The leather and it's so stiff. Amazing. Yeah, it's (sighs) perfect. perfect. I've been wearing it for... Two years, like before I got the gun, I've been I was wearing it so, and it's still stiff as fuck. It's a great belt. Shout out George. So we're at his house and he has a horse out there, and I was looking at its feet, and there's you know the nails and shit, and I was like, how the fuck do you even do that? So I'm glad that you're here because I the beveled nails makes a lot of sense because I saw that and I was like, how the fuck does that even work? In
0: backwards, Colin might uh, actually be learning here pretty soon about a lot of that. And he could probably get in pretty good detail about it. Well, Casey's doing
1: that—the fucking the bovine podiatry. Um, oh, really? Yeah. With Rachel's dad.
0: Oh, he's yeah.
1: yeah. He's like apprenticing from Rachel's dad. I so. was wondering
0: who's going to take up from Mike because he's been doing it forever. Case and, Bowles yeah. Yep. Casey yeah. Bowman <laughs> is learning. Good old
1: I, Case Bowles He was our very first guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He works with me. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fun he's guy. Doing that.
2: Casey's a a great guy. Yeah. And he's he's kind of like okay. So back before you were a farrier, right? You were kind of. How would you how would you classify yourself categorically in the post high school, you know, social structure? Oh, were you kind it. of a, a cuz you were a soccer
0: dude and you
2: still are kind of a soccer still dude. Still
0: am. Speaking of sports, uh, Bundesliga opened up this weekend.
2: What? I don't is that
0: German, German soccer, soccer league? league? Okay. Well, good football. for the
1: Germans. Yeah, I watch American football, so you got to be way more specific. <laughs> I went to one soccer game with her and her dad. Her dad's really into soccer, and he when he lived here, he lives in Japan right now. When he lived here, he mm-hmm. had season tickets for the Sounders. Oh, word. And so we had great seats. We went and we watched, and it ended in a tie, and it, the game ends abruptly, and people got up, and they started and you're leaving. like, wait, wait, wait. And I said, what? I was like, it's over? And they said, yeah, no, it's a tie. And I was like... What the fuck do you mean it's a tie? (laughs) This is fucking America. It's like, you don't just end in a tie at the end of the game. I was like, you're supposed to play for at least 30 more minutes to find out who is the real fucking winner. And then if you're Uh. still tied... Then maybe you call it a tie See, This is America so We have because I'll
0: prove why their league rules are bad I was
1: Well, there was a whole Her dad was like Listen, point system And one and one And two And blah, blah, blah And I was like Yeah, that's fucking all well and good But this was still a tie Like, that's great They still both got One fucking point At the end of the day And that's bullshit mm-hmm. so, so But that's a Very American standpoint on sports It's right? different
2: Yeah, that's I, I understand That's not a, Right so, <laughs> But the, the point I was going to drive at Was that I think you and Casey have this kind of weird sim similarity like you went off to s- college as like s- kind of a semi preppy uh sports guy kind of right
0: that, that ended around <clears throat> sixteen seventeen because i did run and start left the high school and i was like i don't give a fuck people think oh, about yeah. me anymore
2: another running start veteran over here it's the way to live and yeah. then all but all of a sudden he goes off to college for a semester or two or whatever then all co- he comes back he Drove out there with a like a little yellow Lancer sports car, and then comes back in a red truck and sporting cowboy (laughs) boots and shit. And ever since then, that's been his thing. And that's the impression I get from Case Bulls. Like he used to be this baseball sports dude, and then he started. I don't know how he got roped into the rodeo dude. Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, I got I got to a senior in credits. I was three and a half years in, and then I went and did four days at a cattle ranch, and went. This is a lot fucking better. So That's I right. left That's college, kept paying tuition for that semester, because I didn't know how to quit, quit. Yeah, Because right. <laughs> so I didn't really care, and I went and worked at a cattle ranch for two years, and cowboyed for two years. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's a farrier. Yeah, and
1: yep. Casey like, dated a girl that was into horses, and so he got exposed That's to it, right. and then um, they broke up, and he was still like he had volunteered at other people's like staples to help do shit already. So he mm-hmm. was like, "Why well, should continue to do this?" And then he helped out with the rodeo last yeah.
2: year, filling with that rodeo. So crowd. he's carrying around one of the
1: silver hammers, you know, like he's doing like that. I don't know
2: if you know breaking about into that. the brotherhood. Yeah, got yeah, some kind of like little gang they got going with on, the yeah
1: the dudes on. who the wranglers are the the yeah. someone that has to do with the rodeo setting shit up and taking it down and doing oh. all that stuff. Yeah. The new guy's got to carry around these silver hammers. 24-7. Yeah. I and mean, like if you get caught with it or you don't have it, then you got to like buy a bottle of Jack for like 10 dudes or something like that. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like something that'd be in the road. It, exactly. Life. Yeah. So he's always got this silver hammer in his back pocket. And then he got exposed to fucking cows, you know. And so now he's doing the
2: bovine podiatry. <laughs> it's good. I, it's good for him. Yeah, it's good for it's him. It's a weird deal. So, but, anyways, how. <laughs> right. So now that we, we have established <laughs> slightly about, you know, what it is that you do, Chad, how has. The shutdown affected you. You know, from when the first stay-at-home order came into effect, it, di- it still didn't affect you because you were an essential business, technically.
0: So, uh, other than my five-day quarantine to see the newborn nephew, mm-hmm. since February 1st till now, I had five days off. So, you're doing okay, essentially. <laughs> Working mostly seven days. If you averaged it, probably... Six and three quarter days a week. That yeah. doesn't surprise me. I mean, you give me
2: a hard time for working a lot. How much were you working? This for, guy.
0: before five to six days. Yeah. I do a lot of 12, 14 hour days. And is that just because of the demand from your
1: work or you choose to work that long? What time do you start working so that you can work 14 hours?
0: Well, on the bright side, I don't usually start. I leave the house, usually around eight, which ain't bad. So you just work late and like into the early morning. I get home... Eleven, twelve, one, 1, yeah. a lot. I mean, he'll drive all the way,
2: like in a single day. He might drive out here and then go down to like south end of Kits or what's I that, f- Key Peninsula.
0: I fill up about four days a week on my tank. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I drive. guess
1: I yeah I guess I didn't realize that you were f- traveled quite such large distances. Oh, yeah. to, but is there just like no people that? Do farriers work
0: anymore? We were like, already short on numbers. There's, there was probably seven, eight, well-known farriers on it. There. There's some backyard guys that do it anyways because they know how to tack a shoe on. It's not usually great for the horse's health, but but they can get the job done. Yeah, but in the last two months, we've had three quit and retire. So there's about five of us to cover one of the high, most highly dense per capita horse populations in the country. Are you fucking serious? No,
2: it's it's.
1: There's a lot of horse people. I
0: knew there was a lot of horse
1: people, but I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that it was. Some well, counties in that Kentucky and is, Florida
0: are probably ahead of us, Jesus but we're fuck. at least in the top ten. in Kitsap County? Are Kitsip Kitsip you County. fucking kidding me?
1: All right, I'm. I really <laughs> been trying to swear less on the podcast, but that really <laughs> f- blew my mind. Like, we got I'm, a lot of horses out here. That really kind of shocked me. And I right. like, I knew that, but I
2: didn't. And that's that's a whole industry I just, that's
1: per capita. I guess I operating didn't seem like that in much. the
0: shadows. I, when I first yeah. started showing, uh, you know, you knew about the three or four you see on the main roads. That's so here. Justin Paul's mother is over twenty barns.
2: And a barn really? would be not just a person with a barn person. in their backyard. They have
0: people that don't They're have boarding that keep a and horse at. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: What's the average amount of horses kept at a barn that you experience
1: at yes. least? Yeah,
0: ten. But I've seen some up to fifty. Holy fuck! Didn't you just to drive up way up north That's somewhere so on the east side horses. that had a ton? I went up to. Uh, Ferndale for Ferndale. A barn when I was first starting out. You know where Ferndale's out, bro? Yeah, way up. There. Mostly because I take anything, Canada. but uh. secondly because they had an outbreak of a disease, a horse disease. Yeah, it's called strangles, which can kill them.
1: Strangles. It's
0: very contagious. What? Yeah. So what is that?
1: It, Elaborate. And you're these not a like infection. No, but you so you know you they essentially you know. get like
0: these big infections up in their throat, neck area, and it can cut off breathing and. Strangles them. Spreads really quickly. Yeah. A lot of times the vests come out, drain out all the big open sores <sighs> fuck and all that. Fuck. So that's so contagious that when I was shooting up there, I'd have to use uh, medical cleaning supplies to just disinfect my tools, change my clothes before I even got in my truck because if it got really? on my seat, you can get to another horse at another barn. So
2: he's been ready for the viral outbreaks that's for a long time day day now. That's yeah. also my job in the Army. That's true. I forgot it. Yeah, because you were prior Army. Uh-huh. And where, show Donovan your tattoo. Have you have you seen that? That's I
0: Hold mean that one. That's the classic eighteen year old kid's tattoo. <laughs>
2: there you go. Because <laughs> you were a chemical weapons and specialist or something. Chemical,
0: like Chemical, right? biological, radiological, and nuclear.
2: So yeah. Well, there you. This go. is why he's in the apocalypse group. Yeah, yeah. He can handle all those he's situations. A you know. Used to be in those big
0: Bubble suits where they had the air tanks in them. That was mm-hmm. my job. Okay. Which is fun. You don't get body armor because they said if something punctures your suit, who the fuck cares? And you're fucked right. anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if it's so bad, if it's so bad, excuse me, that you are to the point where you're having to wear one of those bubble suits, the bullets aren't, you know. The mm. least of your
3: concern. Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. That's why. So
1: you're the last guy that we want to see walking down the block when shit pops off is what you're saying. Yeah. If you were to be in the army still. But, yeah. All right. Now, right side so, China, China was using like
0: two stuff, so.
2: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They're closer to the outbreak model than the contagion model. Fuck China. <laughs> and I'm going to probably say fuck China a lot during this podcast, so I'm just going to preface this right now. When I say fuck China, I mean fuck the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party.
1: And none of us want to kill ourselves, so if anything weird happens, you know, in the next yeah. couple weeks. Where's my Winnie the Pooh bear at?
2: <laughs> <laughs> For a while, that was a, a staple of the podcast set. I think it's like here you're still chilling. packed away. Yeah, But... We'll find them. <sighs> but anyways, so you've been relatively unaffected by this thing. You've been working your tail off and all that good stuff. Yeah. Have you know any of your customers? Um, you know, have you have they expressed any inability to pay or not have much money now because they're not working? Does that affect you at all? You give
0: you doing pro bono work. Yeah, Just, you know, I've a got of, a few. You got a lot of tabs going. Mm-hmm. I got one. She's five minutes from my house. She had a cleaning company. Oh and yeah. And like a house team, cleaning. Yep right before the quarantine hit she would picked up a 500 unit apartment complex can no longer use that high highs and low lows man uh when the quarantine first hit she had two weeks before she went under and it's been how many weeks of quarantine we had now oh like eight or nine i think nine yeah yeah it's rescue horse good horse it's friendly so i told her i'd Trim it for free till she's on her feet. Plus the gals, she tips me twenty bucks every time. I mean, she's bought herself at least six, so why not do twelve for her? If she How needs much it?
1: does it cost for you to trim a horse's feet? We went over this a couple weeks ago. Just the barefoot. we talking. just a barefoot, <laughs>
0: yeah. barefoot trim is about forty-five bucks for a full-size horse. Draft and horse do, costs
1: more. Does not. Not everyone has shoes on their horse. No. 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 Is that what's what's the what's the difference? Why would you put shoes yeah, on the horse yeah. versus not?
0: So domestic horses are nowhere near the quality of wild horses. Like as wild in, horses, like, if you have bad feet, you die. How hard they're
2: so that's their a little bit are. more natural selection going on out there. Yeah. And Washington snowflake is, horses.
0: Western Washington's not a great environment for horses' feet. Yeah. Horses don't naturally live in these wet environments where their feet soften up. So the shoes oh, are yeah. protection. So- you a horse can so much as step on a rock too hard, get a stone bruise, cause a founder, and they die. What yeah, is a founder? That's a whole nother thing.
2: So, founder just roughly, yeah. You're not a vet, so nobody's going to put you on the spot. But
0: has this main bone in their foot. When they founder, starts with laminitis, which the inner part of the hoof is connected to the hoof wall by lamina, which links together like this. When they have laminitis, it gets inflamed and starts to separate. That oh. separation can cause a coffin bone to drop, and it can literally drop out of their foot, and it's it'd be like losing the oh. entire skeleton out of your foot. Oh fuck. Ah. Oh. No thanks. There's it- been two donkeys that have survived it ever in the history. That's it. <laughs> so my- no, not laminitis, but the coffin would actually fallen out of the foot. Yeah. Good God. Uh,
1: That's you can, wild. you can
0: survive laminitis if it's treated correctly. It's once you know what you're doing. You can, if you get it early and catch it early, you can save it in like three days. Wow. Yeah, horses
2: are. Just spending the amount of time I have in and around them my they're whole finicky. life, mostly. Yeah. yeah they're very finically, and they're very expensive. And so, in what case would
1: you not need to have shoes on your horse? Like, if it's just a pet, if he's just hanging out? Or- yeah.
0: Especially minis, things like that. They don't usually have problems. Ponies, donkeys rarely need shoes. Mules don't need them much. A lot of... The closer to a Mustang the breed is, usually the better feet they tend to have because they haven't had selective breeding by humans. Mm-hmm.
2: That's why, you know, wolves turn into chihuahuas. Are wild horses still a thing?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. They're actually uh, to the point where they're hurting the environment.
2: What? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty adverse. Do we have any herds, say, in eastern Washington or something like that? There's Yakima
0: right? herd. A couple of herds. They're usually on the tribal lands because the tribal lands <laughs> tend to serious? have a lot
2: of open That's areas. so weird. Oh, dude, it's... You cross the mountains, bro, and it's a totally different what world. A strange world we live in. Just this state. Just this
3: yeah.
0: fucking
1: state. I'm, this is blowing my mind. I'm if you surprised.
0: Want, if you wanted to adopt a Mustang, it used to cost about $200, and now That's a lot so of farms are getting paid $1,000 a horse to let them stay on their property.
2: So, what we need to do is buy some land on eastern Washington. We'll just start a ranch and we'll start bringing in Put your Mustangs. horses here. That's cool. You can get paid yeah.
0: to adopt a Mustang now with really? stipulations like you can't slaughter it. You can't just sell it off. You have to keep it and take care of it. You can really get $1,000 for Mustang.
2: Do they really make glue out of horses? Is that a thing? Their hooves. Out of their mm-hmm. hooves. Yeah. I don't know if that the practice is... A- Big as it was, but that is, you know, it's big in like, it used to be a thing, cattle and stuff. It's because it's that, uh, cartilage material stuff that their, their hooves are made out of that outer portion that they use to make glue. That's why when you buy – I don't have a bottle of Elmer's glue, but there's a fucking there's cow, a cow on it. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's made from cow hooves. It's essentially the same type of thing, I'd imagine, on a horse's foot and a deer's, you know, a deer's it's foot. It's Sammy's you know, fingernails. It's keratin.
1: All, yeah. all the cows tarantin. that get slaughtered for food, their hooves get sent to glue factories to – If they're not,
2: me. it'd be a bad business decision because what else are you going to do
1: with they it?
0: They also go to uh, pet stores for dog treats. Oh,
2: yeah, like yeah. Our dog does uh, – does eat
1: cow hooves. That oh, is yeah. a thing. That's I guess right. I... <laughs> I forgot about those. Yeah, you could buy the actual hooves. <laughs> what an ignorant fucking American I am. I'm just like, I'm just buying fucking horns and shit and I know, you know, they're just growing on a goddamn tree that I'm giving to my dog. Like, so fucking
2: stupid. I don't <laughs> <laughs> so Well, stupid. that... If that just doesn't perfectly... show
1: you, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: That doesn't perfectly illustrate our... I know all this stuff, and I'm this fucking dumb. <laughs>
3: it well, it's like so – It's
2: stupid. It's – you don't realize – and, like, the language is kind of tainted because it's kind of been tainted by the left or whatever. But, like, the consumerism that makes up our American society, yeah, it makes it so that we don't necessarily think about all that stuff. It's the same reason why we don't think about where our food comes from. Right. It's because when I need glue, I just go buy fucking glue, and then that's it. I don't think – I don't even have to go from, to the glue or, factory. Yeah. I just buy to the that's store. That's why those
0: anti-hunters who buy steaks at Walmart. Yeah.
2: Because that doesn't make any sense if you really think about it. I even
1: remember, you know, I used to be at a point where I was like, I just don't understand why anyone would, like, need to do that because you just buy shit at a store. And then I'm like, well, why the fuck? Like, if you know know someone you can get wild wild meat from, why wouldn't you do that, you know? You can go and get it yourself. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Yeah.
2: And speaking of uh, growing food and whatnot. Yes. um, We both have started our nice little home gardens. Right you garden. saw my pathetic excuse for my plants outside. I'm gardening compared to your beastly garden. I'm gardening out here. Yeah, I told you it was one week
1: yesterday since I planted wow. all those seeds and they're like they're popping. Most of them, yeah, are going hard. So I yeah, I have um green and yellow squash, and I have some pumpkins and tomatoes. Ooh, pumpkins. My, my I need two to do those. my strobs. Those ones are the ones from last year that made it all winter and just kicked it, and I had Five other plants that came off of those ones, so I gave some to John and Olivia, and I gave one to Tyler. And um, <clears throat> we have a bunch of snap peas cracking, mm.
2: some
1: onions, and some rainbow carrots. Ooh, so, rainbow carrots, getting yeah, fancy! Yeah, I got hella shit. So I guess our first carrot, uh, little you know, single blade of grass came up yesterday. So
2: I love one single carrot cracking. Did yeah. I I'm trying to recall if I sent you that picture of the the potatoes getting handed out yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So that this conversation about agro got me kind of thinking about that. You can grow
1: potatoes in a trash in a trash can, dog.
2: Oh yeah, you can mm-hmm. grow potatoes pretty much anywhere. Yeah. I don't the know how the Irish growing. didn't figure yeah. that shit out yeah. back yeah. in the day. How like, was there a American potato, potato famine? You can grow potatoes anywhere. Yeah. But I'm just kidding. Um, Stupid Irish. But anyways,
3: <laughs> this was just something kidding. I wanted to ask you about. Right. It's <laughs> <That's> not funny. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's why I, that's why I try to just move on, Donovan. I'm
0: not going to lie. I usually enjoy history a lot and think I'm pretty intelligent with history. I always thought the potato famine meant they had to live on potatoes and nothing oh. else. Cuz oh. I've never even gone to Google on that one. Well, in uh, in
2: your own defense, Chad, the, you know, the breadth of human history is rather large. I always so thought don't that's why the bad. Irish
0: love carbs. <laughs>
2: Well, we do, man. You know that. We're we're a very Irish people, and we like carbs as bad as they are for us. But anyways, I saw this, and I want to say the initial thing was a couple weeks ago, um, some representative from the Washington State Potato Growers Association had come out publicly and said, hey, we have a massive surplus of potatoes. Now, we want to give to the people. Excess, right? Buds, yeah. And excess <laughs> produce in America, if you guys don't understand how big agro actually works, if to, to control, roughly control and maintain a, a, Normal cost of produce consistent for Americans. Cons- yeah. Consistent cost of produce. Um, on all produce items that are stocked in our grocery stores year round, even though you can't grow them here year round, you know, there is a, a certain amount they can intake every single year into the system without causing a massive price skyrocket or drop or something like that. Right. And so farmers generally will Overgrow what the demand is set by the federal government and the trade commission and the Department of Agriculture. So they always have to dump an X amount of produce. That's that why can- they have
1: uh, grain silos, right?
2: Yes. Hold well, on. Well, and it shit. and it's in all aspects of everything that you farm or ranch. Yeah. I mean, it's just what well, just, just an example of yeah. what people would know. You exactly, know, people would know what a grain silo is. And when <clears> I, <throat> you know, because I am, you know, me and the supply chain stuff that I've been. Keeping an eye on for so many, you know, this last couple months, Um, I saw that. Well, because i I care about, I have rational self interest here too. (laughs) You know what I mean? If If the supply chain is fucked up, I got to know. You know, how big should I make my home garden this year? Real we, big or just a little
1: bit? We bought uh, extra eggs last week because there's, you know, like they're like limiting how much meat people can buy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. people are going to be buying more eggs. So just buy a fuckload a of eggs this week before next week when people are buying all the eggs. Exactly. We have a fuckload of
2: eggs. Peanut butter. People Ooh, yeah. are buying a shitload of peanut butter. Buy the peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? Meat, so, eggs. Yeah, just like. Anything dairy, which I think technically eggs are involved in. There's dairy like
1: three things somehow. that people know where to get protein from, and it's fucking like eggs, peanut butter,
2: and meat. So yeah. you know, if you like any of that other shit, get which it is now. Funny, <laughs> because <laughs> so, you do get protein out of peanut butter, but it's like a minute amount compared to actual, you know, meat. Certainly, yeah, but yeah, but as yeah. an aside. Compared to nothing. This representative from that potato growers thing came out with this public announcement about, hey, we want to give this stuff away to the food banks or whatever it is because restaurants aren't operating and people don't understand, I think, the amount – the percentage of produce that goes through that market. And so they came out publicly and then next thing you know, I think it was the National Guard probably that offered up to help distribute all this stuff. Whereas – you know now this my opinion thing starts to come in here that I'm assuming that the only reason that this is happening is because somebody in that growers association had the foresight forethought to think if I make a public pronouncement that I don't want to throw this stuff away the government will be forced to they'll their hand will be forced to help out and distribute the food
3: yeah and so I saw
2: that picture of what I'm assuming, National Guard guys out, just handing out bags of free potatoes. It was like two hundred thousand bags of potatoes, right.
1: And I heard about that before you sent me the picture. I mm-hmm. just hadn't seen the picture, or and I saw it like just before you sent it to me. But then I heard it like on a podcast earlier in the day.
2: That's wild. Yeah. And I just, why is it just potatoes? That's what I'm asking now. Like, well, why so hasn't the you know the pork industry or the beef industry or something like that? I know there's an extra stage of because processing of USDA involved. USDA
0: regulations. Well,
1: not?
2: I would imagine a lot of it before – because you, you know way more
1: about it than I do. But I would imagine that it also has to do with – like part of it, it's the processing. You know? I, would like imagine, a I would imagine, especially with meat. Yeah, I would imagine way more of the produce can go a little more direct to store, whereas yeah. all the meat and stuff has to be processed first. And those are the sick motherfuckers that are –
3: complaining,
1: yeah. not to sound like, oh, they're bitching, but they're, you know, they're sick. They want to know who's sick. But, you know, they're the ones that are are actively, uh, I don't know, complaining, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, but not with yeah. a negative connotation, necessarily, because, like I said, if you want to be, if you want to know who's sick, you want to know who's sick. Yeah. Like, I that's fine. Too many good but words are contextually the, ruined. Yeah, it, it, they are complaining, yeah, whether it, it's certainly justified, but they are definitely complaining about what's happening. So, you know, what are you, what? What are you judging? It's <laughs> no. like don't judge these. We're people. happy to be together again. This is the last bottle of champagne. It only makes sense to just distribute it evenly. Uh, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I overparting, guys? So there, there is one politician
0: so. trying to fix the old slaughter problem and the processing problem for the meat industry right Who now. Is it? Go ahead, Thomas Massey. Okay, word. He's trying to pass the Prime Act at the. Well, yes. I'm not the full expert on this, but at the moment, to sell processed meat. All that stuff in grocery stores—it has to be USDA inspected. Yeah, to, to get With slaughtered stamp on it. Yes, to get slaughtered at a processing plant and have all that. There has to be a USDA inspector there on site at the time. Yep. And at the moment, due to the virus and everything, they don't want to be there. They don't have to be there. Boom. The Prime Act would allow other smaller processing plants. Which, by the way, I believe there's four <sighs> companies that own all processing plants in our country right now, and two of which are owned by China. That's Hold on, no, subject. Rice. <laughs> but uh, in China, dude, the Primat will allow smaller processing plants to be trained by the USDA and still be USDA certified without an inspector being there during processing.
2: That would be nice. That would be nice. It's it's a similar problem to the way our country has Thank essentially you. created the organic movement that we have. Mm-hmm. For something to be certified I'll organic, there. you actually have to have, you have to pay essentially yeah. to be part of the club. A and lot. And have it inspected and right. all this good stuff. And it's... It's You have to – all the regulations that you have to meet, none of them actually speak to what makes food organic.
0: It doesn't cost that much more to grow organic. No. But to get it legally sold in a store, it costs a lot more with yeah. all the – And that just carries all the way down everything. from just the, the USDA
2: stamp. branding on whatever type of meat it is. right down to the consumer. Yeah. Yep. just goes all the way down. And for what? When you really think about it, just to have a person on staff that can – consistently just be hired and say like yeah that's all usda prime that's choice or you just have your meat facility inspected or your animals inspected or whatever it is the one time or once a year or whatever you know
1: well this is not the first time just in this you know pandemic in just since corona like we're just talking about the way here like how weird it is that we're like started to identify things, oh, before corona, since oh, yeah. corona, you know, you know what I'm saying? The pre-corona uh, era. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> that, what the fuck was that? Oh, since, all right, so since all this popped off, we've seen more than one time that the bureaucratic red tape has fucked with the process, you know? Yep. And, I mean, the first one I think I can think of is when they were talking about the test from... The World Health Organization, which is a you know WHO, is a whole nother deal. But you know they had tests available that other countries were using. That were like, no, they're not FDA approved, so we're not going to use that. You know, Mm -hmm. we're going to make our own and wait. And so weeks go by before we have another test that we are going to use as Americans. You know, and there's we talked about like, well, at, at at one point, you know, are we like, okay, we're willing to take not an FDA standard test as long as it's fucking something to get the ball rolling, and then when we have a test that's FDA approved, we'll switch to that one, you know, Mm -hmm. and distributing things, you know, just the the federal government not having a way to effectively distribute things to 50 states at the exact same time, or even fucking reclaim things from another country that we sold to them after we should have, you know? Yeah, like, we're like, sorry, we now have to send the military Mm -hmm. to China to go and pick up things that we shouldn't have sold, and then they wouldn't send back, you know?
2: So it's... So you know how, like all the the super rich celebrities that are well off and all this, they've been calling this whole thing the Great Equalizer, right? It's the Great Equalizer. <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds... Since so they can all get tested and... You know, whatever. whatever. Madonna can sit in her pearl bathtub with rose petals and talk about how it's the great equalizer carolina has to tell people she thinks she's gonna die so that she can get a
0: fucking test she's
2: like also shortness of breath and like uh can't breathe you know i mean three months of pneumonia will probably make anybody not feel so hot but you know
0: (laughs) don't forget we're all Um, the same boat. (sighs) indeed (laughs) everyone's equal here
2: call everyone Especially but since the great equalizer. Sorry, The point I was going to make, <laughs> Yeah, that this COVID thing is definitely not the great equalizer. Right. I like to think of it as the great glass window. That all of a sudden now, there's been these deep dives into how our governmental and societal infrastructure cross over. And what kind of ridiculous, we'll say a tangle of red tape that's, that's kept our system held up just on you know razor's edge for as long as it has and now that we're seeing this whole thing kind of systematically fall apart you have a much better understanding now of how easy it is for it to not work at all yeah and my personal opinion on this is the the real devastation to the viral the virus and our our effect we'll say our uh, our, our the way we handled it Um, won't really be totally clear to us for another like few months, but we're going to see how bad we screwed up in a few months when there's massive supply shortages. But like I (laughs) said, that's just my opinion. It's starting to look more and more like things are on my side, but time will tell. And it matter, a lot of things could happen between now and, you know, total devastation of the economy, but we'll see. But I, I like the fact that this, this thing that we've done to ourselves has opened so many more people's eyes to just how, you know, dysfunctional our government truly is and how ingrained in everyone's lives it truly is, even without us knowing before. And now we're experiencing it on an insane level uh, from everything from civil liberties to our Food supply chains, everything that allows us to become this consumer society that we have been. Yeah. And we're all getting a good look now at how fragile that fucking system is. And it's it's all run by a, a giant group of people that have no clue how we all live our daily lives. So so let's kind of expand on that, right? Because that's, is that not a segue? So well, it is, <laughs> right? Because that's actually one of like the
1: topics that I have written down: the failures of government. Is mm-hmm. like how I've listed it on my notes here, right?
2: I feel and like I, Chad has a few things to say about I'm that. I'm sure that yeah, that's exactly
1: right, <laughs> Brian. And the first the first one that I have is that is that Congress doesn't know. What people need. They don't know mm-hmm. how people live. They don't know. There are so many people in Congress they are like, $1,200 is plenty of money for people to be fine until we figure out another fucking bill to give you more money, you know? It's like, that's not enough money, you know? You think that's enough money because everyone's bitching and trying to get $15 an hour, so you think that 7 dollars an hour or whatever, $1,200 equals out to a month, you know? Like, ain't shit. 5 dollars 5 or something. I don't remember what it is, but it's not very much money, you know? They're like, this is what... People make and live on all the time They're always talking about they don't have enough money So this must be totally sufficient You know When we talked about last week also When you have the House of Representatives talking about how it's too dangerous for them to go back to work and be in that enormous fucking room together. But they're asking people to be inside of McDonald's as a fucking Safeways every day and see hundreds of people. And Like, well, we'll figure out what you should get in return when this is all over. We'll talk yeah. about that, you know, when it's we'll done. we But it out. we also have to wait until it's safe enough for us to go back and have the conversation because it's just too dangerous, you know? Like, at, at what point in history did the people of Congress become so much more fucking important than everyone else in the country? And I don't mean as far as, like, of course, the president is the leader of the world you, you or the leader of the nation, you know? And when shit pops off, you protect the president, you know? But their lives don't hold more value than ours do, you know? And so there's no reason that they should have any way to justify not going back to work when regular fucking plebes are expected to go to their jobs and just eat shit for whatever they were making before, even though now it's according to their narrative, you know, 10 times more dangerous for them to be at work now, but just stick with what you got. Like it's, it's just strange. So I think, the, I think the glass window is like a really good way yeah. to put it because it just exposes how fucking disconnected Oh, yeah. That part of – you know, that,
2: that Washington class. DC is yeah. from all of the rest of the world, you, you know? know? Yeah. I mean there's that – What you got on that, Chad? Yeah. What do you think about that?
0: That really depends how deep you want to go because <laughs> <laughs> I can go full common sense and I can go full Eddie Bravo on this one.
2: <laughs> so let's just put it in this context Well, common then. sense first and we'll work our way yeah. Down the Yeah. Let's say – what, what about – Because I'm pretty <laughs> deep in there with you. Right. <laughs> what about the the idea of the People's House of Congress – Makes them not an essential worker. Yeah. What would you think is justifying that in their mind? And what do you truly think about their position as non essential
3: well, workers? I don't know if it, justifies
0: it in theirs' mind, but they're elected to represent the people, and if we have to work, they have to fucking work. There's none of this vote by mail, do a little Zoom call and tell you what I'm going to vote that's going to decide the fate of everyone's fucking livelihood like in the country.
2: Treat. trillion that just got remotely voted on last night. Yeah,
0: and they also passed the fact that... Did you know that? Police can follow your social media and stuff and look at all your info without any warrant necessary now.
1: Can I ask you something Um, before we continue down? Let me ask because there's... In regards to representatives for the government, whether they're senators or representatives, right, there's generally... Among, you, you called yourself radicalized to a certain extent. So among non-radicalized people, there's generally two schools of thought as far as representation goes. That when you elect someone, their job is either to do, you know, the will of their constituents, whatever the people are voting for, whatever we're saying you should do is what you should do, what we want, and the other school of thought is that, well, the people elected me to do what I think is best, and so I'm going to continue and just do whatever I think is right, regardless of how they may be voting at that time. You know, they've chosen me for my discretion. Do you think, if you had to choose one of those two things, where would you sit on that side?
0: Represent the will of the people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, even if it's against your conscience, vote the way your constituents tell you to vote.
3: Yeah. I think, yeah.
2: I mean, I, that's I, think I, I wholeheartedly it. agree, yes.
0: Right. <clears throat> I just, I had a whole thing about this new announcement that was passed.
2: Oh, which he's since walked back somewhat in, in some league? areas, yeah. I just mm. watched that
1: this morning, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we can get into that, you know, like, it's um, – but any time. Yeah. So, um, what the fuck was it that you had just is so government. do you do you sit that that place normally or do you find yourself somewhere else? Do you like just not agree with the representative government as a whole or are you down with the with the system or what's the give me a rough outline of your view? Uh,
2: man, that's a tough like, question. Like it's like to, the general view yeah, of how you think government should Yeah. Operate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah government's only job is to provide you liberty and freedom and that's it. All their job to do is maintain your liberty and freedom and the rest is on you. There's no backup plan. If you fuck up at life, it's your fault. You're free to do what you want to do. So if you were going to say... Well, <laughs> as long as you the do not broad affect... Category, category, yeah, how
2: else far,
1: is how far do you think that that responsibility extends into their... like the, As far as the protection of, of liberties and freedoms, you mean just in like a
2: militaristic fashion or do you think... Um, let me just throw this one out. Maybe this will help get to the answer you want. Yeah. If you were, because I'm not going to throw a progressive because you're definitely not a progressive. Certainly but If you not. were going to call yourself one of these broader categorical political assignments that we've decided to title ourselves, uh, say a um, an old school liberal, you know, like, like a, a classical a, liberal. Classical liberal. Yeah. There we go. A libertarian, like a ten an a, a conservative or a neocon. What um, would you best classify yourself?
0: Probably ancap, ancap. I think municipality would be the best way to run any government. There so,
1: is. so I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I think the reason I asked you that is because just this morning I was on Facebook, which fucking you know, <laughs> bad whole nother deal. But um, well, it's the day before the show. I got to get yeah, a reading on where people are. So that's, <laughs> that's more, true. so. And someone I don't remember who it was was talking about. Like it's like the government's job is to protect my rights, not. Like, not my health, you know, so just mm-hmm. fucking fuck off with my health and just, like, protect my rights. And I, like, agreed with it to a certain extent, but also found myself not agreeing with it that I feel like there's – because I think that – and sitting here now, right, I think that my stance, at least my issue with that – particular statement that that person made was I think that that takes a lot of the personal responsibility out of it, that I think it's very much on you to ensure that your rights and freedoms are being protected. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't – I have a hard time – conceptualizing of a way other than a military that the government can effectively protect your rights and freedoms like on an everyday basis you know um and so i think that's why i ask you that question is just because i was trying to figure that out myself this morning you know that i don't necessarily disagree with that because it's certainly not their job not to protect our it's not you know what i'm saying yeah but i also think that it's Especially in times like this where we're seeing so many people feel like their rights are being infringed upon by the government. You know, I'm like, well, this is is on you to make sure that this is not happening. You know, that's why, like Mm -hmm. we talked about the protests in Michigan's last week. I didn't necessarily have a problem with people walking around with ARs and shit. You know, I'm like, this. Mm -hmm. I kind of think that that's your job right now is to be doing that and showing people and not – in a necessarily threatening manner, but like almost like a show of force, you know, a flyover in another country with fucking F-16s. They're like, hey, don't forget. We're just over here on the other side of this imaginary line that we've cooked up. We've still got a bunch of fucking jets over here, you know? And I mm-hmm. think that this this is one of the other things I wrote as lessons learned. You know, that's like one of the big topics. That's one of the oh, yeah. things that I learned in this time is that are reaffirmed for me. You know, that I think that it's it's very much on us as a people to ensure that that doesn't get taken away, you know, and we Mm -hmm. have begun to live in such a time where we've ceded so much power away from ourselves to the local governments to the federal government because we want to be safe, you know, we want to feel protected we want to know that everything is okay and I don't, like, that obviously is not working, you know, we have all done this for this long and now you have people like that fucking doctor I was talking about, the chiropractor who her biggest issue is she doesn't trust vaccines, and now she's looking at corruption within the entire government of oh fucking bracelets and tracking and all this and blah blah blah. And it's like you, you're a grown, you're almost forty years old, and you're just now realizing that maybe the government isn't always the the right answer, you know. And I I like it shocks me that so many people have
0: forgotten that. You oh know? yeah, the they, people aren't supposed to fear the government. The government's supposed to fear the people. Uh, right, right.
1: And I I I think that. I've not said it that exact way, but that's what we've been kind of like alluding to, I guess, over the last like three episodes, you know, that there's like – I don't know why why we as a general mass have forgotten that, you know, that we're like, oh, no, we shouldn't ever – act like we're threatening at all, you know? No, we don't ever want anyone to feel like they're, you know, in any type of trouble or like anything like that. You know, then then what recourse is there for someone leading in the country down the fucking shithole, you know? If they're not afraid of anything that's going to happen because in the end I'm going to have a shitload of money and I can surround myself with dudes with guns anyway, then what's like, what what did they all have to lose? You know, Donald Trump said it himself, what do you have to lose, you know? What do any of them have to lose other than to stay the fuck home and kick it and do whatever they want with all their money while we sit around and wait. Yeah. You
2: know, I just – What do we have to lose? But, you know, these I things don't understand. we have called constitutional rights and civil liberties, for God's sakes. And I I think, again, that glass window is showing us that there is a, a vast amount of people that live in this country that – just prefer to have the helicopter parent of the government and just don't want to deal with the trying to survive and make your own way through life. When you can just, you can sit, I mean, we have an entire generation now of, you know, we'll call them snowflakes for lack of a better term that have no concept of that personal responsibility that is so lacking. You know, that's why there's, let's do this, right? Let's look at it this way. In that protest, in those protests in Michigan, where yeah. they where they come in, they didn't storm the fucking Capitol building like so many articles say. They were temperatured and fucking yeah. walked in, yeah. which is yeah, um, temperature checks. We'll talk about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Bugaboo about a lot of this stuff, but um, you know, there's a big conversation about like. I mean, you'd even hear from Shapiro when he talks about it. He's like, "Well, why do you have to show up with a gun?" you know like that's just dumb because now you're you're coming off as threatening and like well i understand that if you're trying to get your point across a little bit more to somebody that has no concept of a second amendment showing up strapped is going to ruin part of your you know your case because now you're just scaring people right but in all actuality that act of civil disobedience is like you said it's showing the government that they're not We're not supposed to fear them. We're – they're supposed to fear the populace. They're supposed to fear us. Their jobs and their livelihood depend on us putting them in fucking charge. But our class system has gotten so ingrained into society, we just think that those are our betters and – we just have to listen to what they say because daddy knows better. Daddy government knows better. <laughs> right. you you know, know, He knows
0: best. We used to tar and feather politicians didn't represent us and now we follow them on Instagram so we can send a mean comment on the next fucking post.
2: Yeah. That's – man, that's about as perfect think, <laughs> like analogy as you could put it. Yeah. We've gone from tar and feathering the politicians that didn't represent us to sending them mean tweets call wow. calling in to fucking c-span or the Washington Journal or whatever that's called
1: would it they have some yeah. name when they're taking calls I think it's Washington Journal they have the Republican line the Democratic line and the independent line and it's it is some of the most off the wall so shit you've ever heard listening to those calls in between different shows or whatever you know on c-span it's the weirdest thing but yeah. like that's that's what people do like then this you gotta is remember, it. this is my outlet yeah the and type of
2: people that will Listen to NPR and, or the C-SPAN enough to call in to C-SPAN. Yes. Those are some deeply ingrained people with not a lot of things better going on in their yeah. life. <laughs> I think that's why you get some of the weird stuff. But yeah, anytime there's like we're listening because we listen to a lot of C-SPAN, obviously on this show, um, uh, and in between, like the when they take their breaks to go vote or something like that during a testimony or a hearing or anything like that. That's what they do. They switch over and they start, they'll do a little bit of narrative on what happened and then they'll just open up the lines to calls and (sighs) it gets real weird real fast.
1: And I think that it's important for us to say, like you were talking about, well, you and Chad are both talking about, you know, the going into the Capitol with guns, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that the government should fear the people and not the other way around. Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to note, regardless of Chad. Begrudgingly or choosing to, you know, to identify himself as as an anarcho capitalist. That's not a radical idea. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, it is literally ingrained in the founding documents of the United States. It's not a radical idea that it is our job with the Second Amendment to defend our rights and freedoms. That's, it is literally ingrained in the founding documents, you know, and it shows a serious weakness in The constitutional understanding of the general populace when it Mm -hmm. is seen as a threat or just a general fucking bad deed to show up in the Capitol with firearms. You know, like, that's that's not how this should be seen. You know, regardless of your view on firearms as a topic, people showing up in the Capitol who are comfortable with that, who are proponents of the Second Amendment, who chose to own firearms – That should not be your view of them because you don't agree with their choice to do so. It should not be your view that they're there to terrorize the people who lead this government. Exactly. And anyone serving in government who doesn't have a competent enough understanding of the Second Amendment to truly understand what those people are doing and why they're there shouldn't be serving to begin with. If you are seeing it as a threat because people are there with guns, you should not be there serving because you don't understand the document you've sworn to defend. You don't have an actual conceptual idea of what that means because you are there acting as though them – they're expressing civil disobedience and defending their rights, expressing their freedoms. You're acting as though that's just an intrinsic negative – Terroristic Mm -hmm. thought, you know, you don't even deserve to be serving in this government. You don't even understand how this really works, you know, but instead that's what gets championed is that Congresswoman that was there who's saying, Oh, there are people here with guns, people who have bulletproof vests are wearing them. I'm terrified for my life. Yeah. That's what gets posted on the media. Not that these people who in all of the last nine weeks. Possibly the most patriotic people we've seen do anything in the last nine weeks besides the fucking doctors and first responders that are out putting their lives on the line to make sure that people are sick. These are possibly the most patriotic people we've seen in the last nine weeks. And they're painted as fucking domestic terrorists because they have, because they have rifles. And I'd like, that's not a radical thing for me to say. And it's frustrating. I don't want to go on for a long time, but I was telling Jordan earlier this week from the time that we started the podcast to now, I've lost over. 120 Twitter followers. Um, I think largely because of, I don't have any problem telling people, fucking yesterday I tweeted, if you end up in a FEMA camp or a federal camp, you're a fucking weak American. If you are <laughs> willing, if that. you are willing to allow your family to be separated from you and allow their safety to be taken into someone else's hands, you are a fucking weak American. I will sooner take up arms than allow my son and my wife to be taken from me and placed in someone else's protection. And if you allow that to happen to you or your family, you're a weak fucking American. You don't understand why we are here. You don't understand why so many people have died to allow us to live here. I just don't. It's shocking to me that anyone can even. They're talking about putting bracelets on me. What are we going to do? I Don't put on the fucking bracelet. I don't. What do you mean? What are you going to do? You have an option. Say, fuck you. Don't touch me. Don't touch my son. Don't touch my wife. I don't even understand the question. What are we going to do? Don't get in the fucking Jeep. I don't – where's Where's your gun? Do you own a gun? You maybe should. Even if you never, ever use it unless the government one day shows up and you never have to touch it, maybe you should have one. Because look at where the fuck you're at now. You have to ask what you're going to do if the government decides to put a bracelet on you. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, dude. That's just – it's ridiculous to me that that's even – a point that someone can try and draw
2: to fucking scare people, you know? Why are you even scared of that? I, it's shocking to me. Well, and the fact that there's so many people that would see that and real and, and get freaked out and go, well, I don't have a choice. You always, yeah, always have a choice. This always. is America. People, we have an entire – we have generations of people that have – completely lost sight of what this country was obviously and what it should be and where it is now. And we just accept the status quo for what it is. And then when daddy says to jump, we jump. We yeah. just,
1: we just ask how high we just close not- up shop and go home and wait until they tell us we can go back. You yes. Know? And that's, and I don't like, I hmm. don't even, I'm not even at a point where I think that it was a wholly terrible idea, you know, but I think that just the, like you said, the com- just the roll over and fucking, you know, I think is crazy. Like mm-hmm. that there was no the only type of questioning was ridiculous fucking conspiracy theories that it's like, well, this guy's just a crazy asshole, you know? And anyone who had any legitimate point about well, maybe we should ask, you know, they their mm-hmm. videos are taken down off of YouTube. You know, their that fucking video I posted at it, their places as, as partially false because the gene might have come from a pangolin instead of a bat. Of the whole hour-long video, there's the one thing, and it's pasted as partially false. But people can sit there and
2: post conspiracy theories all fucking day, and no one ever says anything about it. You know, especially it's, because nobody has any cause to talk shit on or throw shade or any falsehood on that, because all of our expert scientific community is still trying to get a handle on this thing. Because newsflash, it's a coronavirus, which it's a is novel no coronavirus. Strange. Yeah, it's yeah. a new one. It's a novel coronavirus means we have. This is, it's probably going to take a couple decades for us to actually figure out the true effect of what this is does to the human body, you know. And then you listen to that Ron and Patrick thing this morning. If you really stopped to think about it, or if you did a little bit of research, you'd find that you live with a number of viruses consistently your entire life. Every day, yeah. And every single person has, we have this, we have different DNA, we have different genes, we have all these different things that will make. Our massive, insanely complex microbiome of living things that live inside and on us and all these different things interact with each other in different ways.
0: But wait, I heard they're going to have a A vaccine vaccine real quick. Yeah. Which is, you know, just a mutation of the cold virus and we don't have a vaccine for the cold.
2: Yeah. You'd think maybe, right? It's, there's so much (laughs) nonsensical assumptions i think that are being made that we could probably get into a little bit more as we talk about testing and reopening and stuff like that yeah why yeah. And the rhyme or reason um, i just at this point with what little we do know my personal opinion is that i don't understand what we're doing anymore nothing that we're doing seems to make sense anymore i was on board yeah. with the original lockdown, right? right? Because of this, let's, yeah, two weeks, let's, two weeks let's hold off. Let's yeah. figure out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, let's, two weeks well, is fine. Curb, you know, uh, to flatten the curve a little bit so that, cause the original intention of flatten the curve was so that <laughs> right. we do not overload the medical system. Yeah. We could stock up with supplies, bing, bang, boom. And then now we can handle any surge cases that come up. Our medical system is, is familiar enough with it and we know how to handle it. We can, we can do this. But that's not, that's, that's gone now. We flatten the curve, but we're still doing these things. LA County just extended their places, things in most places. To, yes. But more than we're just to the curve. be. One yeah. in
0: three hospitals are facing bankruptcy right now. No, we've yeah.
1: seen, we've seen, I mean, I, I get emails from like the Seattle Times every day, you know, and yeah. so they'll email every day with the amount of cases, new cases in Washington. We've, I mean, one thing that Jay Inslee has talked about is we want to see a consistent decline in new cases every day. We have seen a consistent decline, maybe not every single day, but a consistent decline over in this overall, Over this period of new cases. So, you know, and now he's like, well, we got to talk about this, and we got to talk about this, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, like you were talking earlier, he had to walk back some of the registration, not registration, but the personal information things he was talking about at restaurants, you know. Yeah,
2: for contact tracing. Yeah, so. when
1: he got asked about it on Wednesday, I think it was, he yeah. said that, you know, they were talking about restaurants. When you go somewhere, you're going to give them some type of personal information. And, you know, it goes along with the contact tracing thing so that if someone is there and you were there at the same time and they end up ha- having COVID, then they're going to call you and tell you, hey, you were exposed. Potentially exposed to someone, you know, who had this and so just yeah. quarantine yourself and people were fucking up in arms about it, you know, which is like a whole deal all in itself, you know, because yeah. to be honest, information they fucking already have anyway. But, um, you know, there's people that were up in arms, whether... About it, and they had to walk it back. He's like, just kidding, we're not going to do that. You know, it's like not a good idea. And I think a
2: little bit too much pushback. At
1: this point,
0: when you, I haven't seen his new, did he walk back him saying that he can legally, forcibly remove you from your home to a quarantine center?
2: I had looked at all his pronouncements, and I didn't find any verbiage that he alluded to a little bit of it from what I saw. But then through the walkbacks over the last couple days, you could tell that. He was just spouting off That might have been a I don't know if he's smart enough to do this Throw like some verbiage out there That might be a little bit more intense Or have some kind of gray area That could open up to some more Broader executive power But he has since uh, Stopped using that kind of language And and reiterated that Any of these kind of tracking and tracing protocols That they they want to put in place for restaurants Is still strictly voluntary Yeah Because he knows he can't force people to do that
1: and he was also very adamant you know you can go back and forth all day about whether or not you can trust what the government says but we really have to just kind of try and operate off what they're saying and We know that they lie, so we're not taking everything wholehearted, like, and not, you know, but just for everyone, you know, we're not taking everything the government says and just eating it the fuck up because that's what they're saying, but that's, we also have to take what they're saying and then work with what we know around it. Yeah. And we work within the parameters that, of the game that's already set. He was very, very adamant in his address on Wednesday that all of that information was going to be put in like a super secure portal where like, they're only keeping it for two weeks, and then they're going to dump it out, you know, because that's the it's length the, that's the gestation period, or the I always fucking the, say that. The, but uh, I always uh, the, fucking the Incubation say, period. Incubation, I always alien. say that. Yeah, it's the, the incubation period. period for the virus. yeah so they'll dump it after two weeks, and the only people who have access to it are, you know, the I have a picture actually of yeah. it's the National Guard, people who work for the Department of License, and then also like social and health workers. Yeah, um, three hundred fifty-one National Guard members, three hundred ninety people from the department of licensing at 630 state and local health officials so other than the national guard it's people who already have access to that information on a daily basis right they if they know if they see you and know what your name is they could literally look up all that information on a daily basis not that i'm trying to say it's not a big deal but just for people who are like it's a fucking complete invasion of my privacy like that this information is yeah. readily... Available. They would get fired because... They don't would, have privacy anymore, uh, right? No, it's it's an improper use of the technology. So I'm not saying they're sitting there looking shit up because they would get fired if someone found out. But the people who are going to be doing this, other than the National Guard, already have access to this information. It's yeah. now just being provided voluntarily as opposed to them having to find your name and then look at all the fuck up themselves. And then you don't know anything in the end anyway. You're oh, yeah. none the wiser, you
2: know? So yeah, We saw uh, that... Presented pretty clearly when they were talking about the the travel data over the last couple of weeks right. and, and monitoring right. traffic and stuff like this. People's through. GPS is on their phones. Yep. Yeah. And even though they insist that it's all anonymized and they blah blah blah, you still are tracking me. You're still well, tracking all of us.
1: So let's let's talk this right because he again in this thing on Wednesday alluded to the use of an app you yep. know that would. Indicate to you if you are within the proximity of someone who's tested positive for COVID
0: nineteen, and so
1: that well, would. From what all- I heard, it's in the so, new thirteen
0: point five update for iPhones.
1: Well, a choice. Point. Um, in the health thing, there is something that relates to GPS services. I have seen that in the health part of, uh, like, if you use the health app. On your phone then mm-hmm. that's some of the data that it can collect um i've never used the health app on my phone i would assume there's still something to turn off probably but you also um, can't fully
0: delete the, the app off it, your phone it, yeah. right
1: it's an app that comes on there you can turn off i mean you can turn off the navigation services i'm sure in the dark part of technology
0: there's a way that apple can creep in and flick it the fuck back on anyway that. i'm sure friends still work but- huh Find friends. Still works. People. Oh, like find... She oh, turned she- off her tracking and they still found where she was. So... I will
2: say, you know, we have... Me and Chad have this app on our phone called X Hunt, which is... Yeah. Amazing and multifaceted. And I even use it for work all the time. But you can be in the middle of nowhere with no service on your phone. And you can pull out that app and still get a rough GPS position with that within 10 feet of yourself. <laughs>
0: you have an X on your signal and it'll be... 10 to 30 feet
1: of where you're at. Which is wild. So in this app they're talking about, right, that would mean you would have to download it and then mark in there indicate whether or not you are positive or negative or if you've had the coronavirus so that it could use that information to ping off of your phone to tell me that you've had it and that I'm too close to you. You know? Which is... Something that I wrote down that it's China-esque because they're literally doing that in China. Like, they literally oh, yeah. have apps in China that will tell you if you're in the proximity of someone who has the coronavirus. So they also...
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, they're using that same app that you have to mark in there if you're positive or negative and scan a fucking QR code before you go in any building, you know? And this is... It's important to recognize and to understand that there are differences between the Communist Party of China, you know, and the United States government. There's, like... A certain amount of things they can and can't do, at least publicly. You yes. know, There's a lot of shit the government's still going to do that the Chinese government is going to do. You're just going to not going to know about it like you do in China. I
0: don't, but, I don't have a problem with other countries doing it. Yeah. The, the reason they're not we America. shouldn't do it here is because we're
1: free. Yeah. It's it, Exactly. It boils down to that. You know, Every other that, country
0: in the world can do it. I don't give a fuck. But they're not us. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why we're fucking better. Exactly. It boils down
1: to talking about an app on your phone don't download the app. Don't use the application. We're don't trying, drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I'm not advocating for government dissent because far be it for me to incite any type of right or you know public anything because I, I'm trying to be a public figure. So far be it for me to incite anything, I am telling you it is well within your rights as an American citizen to choose what apps you do and don't use. And it's well within your rights as an American citizen to choose what anklets you do and do not wear and what <laughs> fucking camps you do and do not stay in, that is well within your rights regardless of what fucking King Jay Inslee says when he's up on the the podium, you know, or he's sitting in his chair with his mask in his back pocket, and he's like, I can you know, if I want to put you in a camp I'm going to put you in a camp, I don't that's all good, you can say that all day, but that's not how this works, you know it's, there's the 10th amendment does not say underneath also you can do whatever you want because it's not said in here yeah. you know it says it's a state's issue but he doesn't get to do whatever he wants just because the federal government doesn't have a say like it doesn't work that yeah. way doesn't get to make up laws he doesn't get
2: to do stuff like this you know so it's and if if people want to argue against that because this is a virus and a, you know health and safety of all people and all that good stuff i would like you to examine the federal government's response in the World War II era with the Japanese internment camps on U.S. soil and locking up U.S. citizens in, in internment camps. Because they were that Japanese. That did not go so well in the long run. This is not something that you should ever want to okay as a society, no matter how bad things – People could be turning into zombies from the virus, and you should still not be okay with that. Yeah. Because it is a core fundamental – you know, it's a core principle of these United States of America that we all should be holding dear and be defending at every chance that we need to, and any 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 time we need to, like now. We need to be defending against these these government overreaches, and just because your neighbors don't approve of it, because whatever their political views are different than yours, they say or whatever, you if you still have those core principles of the government. You know, the don't tread on me principles of the government cannot literally tell you what to do unless you are in direct violation of a law, including a federal statute or a state statute or a local statute. Yeah. Everybody has jurisdiction. And you ever, okay, so let's put it this way. Being a citizen requires you to uphold X amount of duties as a citizen. Certainly. One of which, the most common everybody it's thinks your civic so duty. Is. It's your civic duty as a As a citizen of America, to sit for jury duty duty if you need to, right? And mind you, there's people that don't necessarily agree with that and stuff like that. But ideally, in a normal America, you have a duty to uphold your own rights, your own constitutional rights. That is one of your duties as a citizen. And if you decide that you don't want to do that anymore – you have a fundamental misunderstanding of if your responsibilities as, as a citizen, this is not yeah. a, you know, we have the right to vote, right? It's, it's the option to vote. But if you really think about it, your civil duty is to vote for your representation. Right. I mean, if you're not out there voting, you're doing something wrong.
0: Even if you, I, I understand I that. Go ahead. I'm not going to vote for somebody who doesn't represent me. And if one no represents me, why the fuck am I going to vote for
2: him? That's a good point, too. That's a good point, too. That's, I guess, that's more in the real world. What, <laughs> how do you do that? How do you uphold your civil duty of trying to pick your representatives if the best you can, cons- if the best we can consistently do is force ourselves into a a lesser sort of two evil situation? And that's what
0: brought us to where we're at.
1: Let me try that um, because I agree with that. I don't, I'm not going to yeah. vote for someone who doesn't identify with the way that with my morals. It doesn't align with what I'm talking about. Um, <clears throat> and so, Taylor. I, I I have a hard time with that all the time. You know, I, I don't. It's tough. I don't have any way to convince someone to vote if they don't feel like they're someone who represents their interests. Yeah. You know, you can't vote libertarian I, anymore because he just dropped out. I can't. I can't my. vote for. I can't vote for Joe Biden because, I mean, on yeah. any, any number of things, but for the biggest thing for me, you know, is it, a Second Amendment thing, is when you're talking about firearms, I can't vote for someone who's going to try and infringe upon that right any more than it already has been, and that's a conversation all in itself, you know, and he said any number of times, well, I'm not trying to infringe on the Second Amendment, you know, but you also said that you're going to put Beto O'Rourke in, in charge of guns, you know, and when that guy's talking about taking away Robert, people's ARs and AKs, Robert, Robert um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, that's not something that I can't vote for that. You know, there's, I, I don't fucking Donald Trump's a whole other deal. I don't like him as a, as an individual. I think he's a bad person, you know? Mm-hmm. Any number of politicians is a bad person, but I don't want to vote for someone who I also think is a bad person. There's all kinds of other things I don't agree with. I can't personally mm-hmm. vote for either of those dudes. I, I may not mark that box on the next ballot. Yeah. When it as came a, to the, this moment, when it came to the primary, I, I voted for Tulsi Gabbard. I knew Tulsi Gabbard wasn't going to win. I knew she wasn't going to get any delegates. I know that she's not going to go anywhere. All I can do for myself personally. Vote your conscience. That's all I can do. I can represent my morals. And so that's, you know, like I said, in you may not always have that choice. In the presidential race, you got two choices generally. There's a bunch of other people you can pick, but no one knows who the fuck they are. No one knows what party they're from or any of that shit. So you can vote for them and that's... That may be the option. You you have to vote your morals.
0: You, I wrote in Ron Paul last You lesson. write
1: someone in. You you know, there's any number of things that you can <laughs> do. Yeah. yeah. But all all you can do is yeah, just vote your morals. Do not and not not in the progressive, weird, backwards democratic sense, but in the true, genuine fashion of vote. Vote your morals. Vote for who you think best represents your interests, even if you know that person isn't going to win. You voted. You did your duty. You did your part. And here we are. And if you don't have that option, like I said, because if when you have two, you don't have one. It is what it is. There's been people, like, especially for local elections, there's one person running. Fuck you. I'm not going to vote for you. I don't like what you said. And you don't have another person, so I'm just not going to vote for this office. Even if I, you're going to get it because you're the only person running,
2: I'm not going to contribute to that. You know, yep. and I don't I don't I, buy- b- write myself in just because you're running on a post.
1: And there's and there's all those people as, like especially in 2016, you know, well, voting for Gary Johnson is voting for Donald Trump. That's that's bullshit. I'm, I'm going to vote for who I want. And if I don't think that person represents me, I'm not going to vote for them. I have done my part to not contribute to that,
0: you know. You know Obama and Obama so, versus Romney, I voted in our Mom for president. You, all, <laughs> that's
1: sometimes perfect. that's all you can do. Yeah, yeah should do be so, better than they would have done. Which, Dan Dan told me he wrote in Steve's name. When was, oh no, nice. so, which I think is great. So that is great. Yeah. Good old Steve. Yeah, all you can do is just is just fight for your own personal interests, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and sometimes that's really not pretty, and sometimes it looks like doing nothing at all. You know that it can yeah. look like any number of different things. Whether it's fucking like that woman in Texas who's opening up her hair salon. She's like, I'm not gonna not work because I'm willing to socially distance. I We're all gonna wear masks. We're gonna be as healthy as mm-hmm. we can. But these people, I like. I watched a, a press conference from her the other day when she got out of jail because she was in yeah. jail like overnight so, or a, a couple of days or yeah. something like that. Whatever it was, um, and she was saying like, I'm not gonna close my hair salon back down because I have employees that are choosing between eating themselves or feeding their children you know just like and I'm I'm not going to contribute to people having to make that choice just like nope. and I think that it's fucked up the government is making
2: people choose that you know and because from right. a thirty thousand foot approach the government has no concept that right. that's what they're making people do yeah
1: and so you know there's all kinds of people that are calling that woman selfish because she's not willing to you know she's you're not going to do your part for coronavirus and you're not patriotic i've seen
0: i mean horrible They're just shit, as you know? fucking selfish they're leading to just as many deaths of people there's yeah. one in five kids in the country right now starving
2: yeah one in five in america
0: yeah One five kids starving right
1: now. Well, and that's why the lunch, the school lunches thing was such a big deal. That's why when this all kicked off and school got closed, they're like, hold the fuck on. There's hundreds of thousands of kids in America i mean maybe that whatever the number is you know way too many kids in America that their only consistent meal is the lunch they get from school you know no. we can't leave those kids without a consistent meal because this is all they have and we have to close the schools down no. I, i'm pretty sure every school in the area if not 90% of them has a lunch program where if you do not have food if you're specifically Especially if you're a kid – I was getting stuck between especially and specifically if you're a kid, you can go there and get a lunch between like 12 and 2 or some shit. You get yep. a sack fucking lunch and you're on your way, you know? And that's like well,
2: and, backwards, and again,
1: backwards, you know, that that's where we're at. Like, there's that
2: glass window effect. We right. don't realize how many of these systems we have set up to just – make it so that we don't know it's a thing. Right. If it's if it's running smooth enough to not cause a ton of problems, nobody knows it exists until you pull it out from underneath people. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of that from yeah, you know, all these people that are losing their jobs and have to make real hard decisions even with their Trump money coming in and even with the cares act money in, they could that's Barely enough money to pay for your mortgage or rent and your utility bills, even if they're putting
1: utility bills off. So let me throw it to you like this because I've seen a lot of people, especially my friends, and I don't necessarily blame them for this view, right? But I've seen a lot of people arguing on either side about, oh, people just sitting at home collecting unemployment, bitching about not having a job, you know, but they're getting more money than I am and I, blah, blah, blah. And then also people who are like, oh, you're bitching about have to work when Morgan, you know, is going eight weeks without getting any money and I'm sitting at home without a job. Can't work, you know, and I have to like wait for this. And there's, I understand both of those points of views from people sitting in either position, you know? There's like so many people that sit in between. So uh, many. And just to use myself as an example, right? Not to fucking always talk about myself or whatever, but like a lot of the money that I'm missing is an overtime. Right. Yeah. So it's time and a half money that doesn't count towards unemployment because you can claim like partial unemployment if you're missing 20 hours. You know, you can, you can get that and your company pays part and then unemployment pays part and you can like make up those hours.
2: One of the benefits to having a mom that works in that system is. You know, a lot more, I think, than I know most people do. A lot of shit, right? And so
1: but there's like X amount of hours you have to be missing before you can apply for that. I'm only actually missing four hours a week because the other ten is overtime. So that ten doesn't count, right? Wow. So But it counts 10 for your
2: wallet at the end of the It counts for that. my
1: wallet, especially because it's time and a half, you know? So I also if I were to try and Adhere to these, you know, standards that these people are putting out on the internet. Of, well, why don't you fucking go and look for a job if you're not making enough money, right? With the amount of money that, I, not that I make an an absurd amount of money, but the money that I make now, any job that I could go and get will be a pay cut. I will yeah. not be making what I'm making now if I go and get a job, whether it's at a grocery store, any place that's still open will not pay me what I'm making now at my job. And that's assuming. You carry over the same benefit package. So so I'm missing 14. Well, even if I keep my job and just get another job to make up for that extra 14 hours that I'm not getting, it's closer to 20 hours of regular pay because of the time and a half. So if I have 20 hours that I have to make up of what I'm making now and I go somewhere else and I'm making $5 less an hour just for example, that's at least you 5, 10 more hours a week I have to make just to make the same amount with that other job. I work... 50 hours a week because that's the most that I can work to make the money I need and also spend a a decent amount of time with my family. Mm -hmm. So if I have to work an extra 15 hours a week just to make up for what I was missing before because of coronavirus, it does not benefit me in any way. To go and get a second job to make up for what I'm missing just because of what's going on. You know, that doesn't... No. And I'm not the only person in the country who's in that position. You know, where it it literally doesn't make sense for me to go and get a second job to make up for what I'm missing because of this time. Mm -hmm. I'm not a lazy piece of shit because I'm missing out on money and I don't want to go and get another job. It's it's because I don't have an extra 30 hours a week to fucking make up for what I'm missing. You know what I'm saying? And that gets... These people in these weird middle positions, you know, where if Chad wasn't lucky enough to see an increase in his work, if people were scared for him to show up at their houses so he saw less work, the fuck is he gonna do? Yep. You know? That's the same reason they added $600 unemployment is because no one knows how to quantify how much money he makes every week so they can decide how much money to give him. So they just add 600 bucks to it. We're just gonna give you the base rate plus 600 bucks. Fuck yep. it all. We'll figure it out on the back end, you know? It's, like, this is not a unique situation, you know? These are the people that are being forgotten—the very small business owners, not the forty people. You know, because I'm sure that Tim and Dan have even had to be like, "Okay, let's do crunch some numbers, figure out what we're doing here." You know, but if you're yeah. fucking three employees, what the fuck are you supposed to do? You know, you cannot just sit on your ass. It doesn't always make sense to take a loan from the government, even if it turns into a grant. It doesn't always
2: make sense to do that. No. You know, because unless you know what the end point is, you have no idea how to structure your business to survive into that point. Yeah. And if there is no endpoint, you don't dive into that and just string everything along and just put it further and further down the road. When by the time you actually have to make the call to close the doors for good, right. you're three months behind now. You're in even deeper because yeah. you took because you took.
1: Yeah, you took the loan, but you couldn't make it through even with the loan, and so now you have to close up shop, pay all your debt, plus that loan that you took out from the government because you couldn't maintain payroll, so it's not a grant anymore.
2: Yeah, because you have no idea what the business landscape is that you're going to try to operate in. Yeah, You get that loan as a restaurant, and you keep your staff on board 90%, 75%, whatever the requirement was, and now you're doing curbside pickup, which is a fraction, probably a single-digit fraction, maybe in the teens, of what your normal revenue would be your business is still going to fail just because you paid, you know, your lease payment that month on that building. You're not going to make the next one because you're not going to be making enough money with a reduced consumption of whatever product or service you're putting out. It's nonsensical. I'm going to use that word so many times today because we're doing all these things that do not make sense period. And I don't understand. I just don't understand any of this anymore. We're just going to spend more and more money just keep pushing it down the road to make it even exponentially worse when we finally do have to deal with it. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute, right? Because we
1: kinda chat alluded yeah. to that earlier. The, can I can I jump out real quick? Yeah, I fucking guess, right?
2: I got a small girl
1: <laughs> Yeah. No, so you, you alluded to that earlier. Um, and it's something that Colin and I have talked about a lot in the last nine weeks or so. There was questions from people before whether or not money had any value. You know? <laughs> and and we're now at a point where we've added I think it's six trillion dollars in additional debt just over the last nine weeks with everything that's been pumped in the economy, the extra bills that have been passed. I mean I, I don't I'm not an article capitalist and I'm having a hard time trying to conceive why I should even consider that money has any value anymore. You know, we have like a dollar jar at our house, we just dump single dollars in there, you know. Counterball out the other day put them in stacks, like, oh this is like a hundred and $15. You know, I was like that's really weird that this this jar, you know, now that was just shit I was just putting in here now it's $115, you know. And I was like this is nonsense. Like just that yep. <laughs> holding the jar of paper that I was like, oh, this is $115. I can do this with it. I can buy this with it. I can buy this with it. I was like this is just bullshit,
0: you know. This- there's there's no physical backing to our dollar. Yeah. On top of that, our dollar is mostly based on oil and oil's negative 40 bucks a barrel right so- now. So certainly it's, not good? It's worthless? Yeah. So our dollars worthless?
1: <laughs> how do you how do you parse that with being self-employed? You know, you you have to work to get money to do something. I'm sure it's hard to to equal that you're like I don't even have faith in the item that I'm working
0: to get. I try know? to invest in physical products. Just have stuff. Precious metals precious metals gold, specifically. silver any of that stuff because it holds value no matter what happens with the dollar yeah you look if you were in let's say Germany 1948 49 and you were a German citizen if you had a million Reich marks or an ounce of gold what would you choose? word Gold, son. Reichmark became completely worthless and it's not even a currency anymore. The Reichmark? Yeah. We're yeah. talking about the gold standard. Yes.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> I can
0: tell. We're Any right standard. Where we were. I'd take a rock over that
2: thing. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because right now, I mean, we're just dealing with monopoly money.
0: Right. And that's kind which of is, where we're talking totally about. Which is at. what cryptocurrency is, to be honest. I love the idea of it, but yes. it has no physical backing. It, yeah, it has the
1: same problems that, that the American dollar does, that it's, right. it is, its value is derived specifically from what someone is willing to pay for it at that time. And is because, it really actually like, the
0: American dollar now, or is it the Federal, federal Reserve note? I mean – It's
2: the Federal Reserve
1: note. Yeah, it Reserve
0: is the Federal – that, that is word, yeah.
2: Right here, dollar. A United States of America Federal Reserve note in the amount of $1. And the Federal
0: Reserve is a private bank. It's not yes. a government institution. Yes. yes. So private bank controls our entire right. currency. It's just
1: our central bank. There's a lot of people, I think, that don't – and we're not economists, so far be it from us to explain how the Federal Reserve works to fucking anybody. But, I mean, the basics of it is that it's the Bank of America. That's where we <laughs> – Not. I mean, not yeah, the company, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's that's where we borrow our money from so as to have currency to flow through the system for people to trade back and forth mm-hmm. for <laughs> items that are derived on a value of – of something that we have made up.
0: Have you you got know it? me, I'm the least government-friendly person in the world. That but, I uh, know, for sure. If someone should be in charge of our government's, you know, our country's money, it should probably be the government and what the value is. Not a private bank that's got people from all different nations in the con- of the world controlling mm-hmm. the value of our dollar.
1: Well, especially because you can have, people like President Trump, you know, prior to coronavirus is just – consistently at odds with the federal reserve and the way that Jerome Powell is running it and Mm -hmm. even though he placed him there you know the president chose Jerome Powell to do this he's still as the leader of the country who is taking money from this bank is just consistently shitting on this guy that is like listen dog I'm just trying to keep the country afloat like I'm just trying to make sure that we don't fucking fall under the weight of our own stupidity here I mean we decided to take away the gold standard and we're like, yeah, no, it's all totally still legit. Like, don't worry about any of that. We're good. Like, yeah,
2: enter modern, modern. Do you know anybody theory. who's ever
1: been audited? Uh, yes, I don't. Casey know. Bowman. Oh, boy. Casey Bowman. Um, that poor, poor man got totally fucked. Yeah. He like, he does coaching. For baseball for the high school and for, um, like I think he did for Bellevue for a little while too. And so, you know, there's a special form you have to fill out for a stipend you're getting from a part time, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Casey like filled out the wrong form, I think for this stipend that he got from the high school a year later got audited and they're like, Oh, you owe us several thousand dollars because. You didn't fill this out the right way, and he's like, well, I even claimed the money. Like I even told you that I got it, but he filled out the wrong form, so he got audited to shit." So my uncle Jeff, Uncle Jeff, not to call you out, but pretty, he got he fucked around on his taxes, got audited a couple years ago, and he's like, "Shit!" Heck,
0: and I'm assuming you know. I'm assuming you guys are aware, but maybe not your listeners that the Federal Reserve, the private bank who controls our dollar has never been audited, and they have $7 trillion unaccounted for. Yeah. And the IRS is also a private organization Mm -hmm. who won't audit the Fed, and there's $7 trillion missing.
2: And we wonder why we have financial problems in our country. (laughs) It's because, I mean, if there's anything, again, just look at it in the government's response to a pandemic. They have – it's – just print more money and
0: throw it at it.
2: Just print more money and, and the, throw it at it. It's this illusion yeah. of control and understanding. Right. It's the same right. thing do
0: with the Department of Education, and our education has gone down over the last 40 years. Before we, to we move
1: on to that, um, I think that that's really important. You say that specifically right now. Um, part of why I started to ask you about this, I think that it's gonna become a more pervasive idea that I think people are gonna start to lose faith in the dollar more than they already have. You know, <laughs> right now if you if you think the dollar doesn't mean shit and you tell people that, you're a fucking radical. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, you're an idiot. you don't know what you're talking about, you're just you fucking buying gold and shit and doing whatever right? saying that for
0: ten years. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: people have been calling you crazy for ten years, I'm sure, except for the last fucking nine weeks. Yeah. And now and now we have people that are Actually seeing, you know, that same doctor that I keep bringing up admitted like two weeks ago. She's like, I wasn't even paying attention to politics before this happened, you know? And it's like, so you, you've been completely blind to the operations of the government for the last X amount of years you've been on the earth. Seems fucking ridiculous to me, you know? And so you have people that are, for the first time, opening their eyes and realizing that this massive number, this debt calculator that you can look up on the internet – Oh, shit. This number actually means something. Like, it's, we're not just dumping money off. Like, it's, it's supposed to actually mean something, you know? So I think you're gonna have more people questioning whether or not that's true. That before just kind of sold it wholeheartedly. I think the only way that you can, as the government, quell those fears, you know, is to tell them, no, we got it. Would let us give you checks, you know? We got it so good. We can, we can literally write you a check and it's gonna be for the same amount. Now, you know, and it's gonna, you can buy the same stuff with it. Nothing's gonna be any different. Yeah. We can just write you a check. That's how much we have a handle on this situation. But they at the same time took on three trillion dollars, two trillion dollars in additional debt. To get these checks written, in. yeah, well, we bought know, our, our own bonds. 22 in, in 23, I think, prior to that, trillion. yeah. And so now, like I so said, I think it's five trillion additional since all this popped off, including everything they've added to PPP because it's like 500 billion or something oh, yeah. like that. Everything they've added to all these programs, I think we've added five trillion dollars over the last nine weeks. So we're sitting close to 30 trillion dollars now of national debt, you know. At what point? Are we like, this is made up? Like, this doesn't exist anymore. You know, how long can you keep people's – the general Mm -hmm. people's faith in that number? I don't know. And I'm not – I don't want to keep harping, but it's important. Like, these are not radical ideas that we're spouting out. You and I and your brother are are fairly reasonable people. You know, we Mm -hmm. lead normal lives. We have regular jobs and we pay bills and do shit. We're not fucking – Crazy white nationalists talking about globalization and the fucking, you know, reptilian elite and shit. Like, we're, we're, we're telling you that we're, we're existing in a time where the government at the, I've never had no protest in my life. But, yeah. Know what I'm saying? So the shit all happened in Olympia. Chad didn't even go, you know? So we're not radical fucking people, like, when it comes down to it, you know? And I think that coronavirus has exposed that, that this type of thinking is not radicalized. Yeah. This is,
2: genuinely asking the silent majority is starting to voice up a little bit genuinely asking
1: how long are you as people going to continue to like how long is this going to still work for you because i i pride myself on being a pretty reasonable guy and i'm really questioning how long i should have a regular job you know why what is Mm -hmm. why do i not benefit more from quitting my job and cutting down a fuckload of trees in the middle of the woods somewhere and building a house and just living there instead and not fucking talking to anyone in the government, you know, finding a way to buy some solar panels on the DL and fucking yep. dig a well. and do, Like, at why at what point, why do I not benefit more from that than what I'm doing now? You know, we're talking about a society that just teeters on that web of red tape that you're talking about. It's on the edge of, of collapsing. Because yeah. of the first sign of an empty shelf, people are freaking the fuck out. You know, even if it's toilet paper, it's not even food, it's toilet paper. People are freaking the fuck out. Yeah. They're lining up outside of gun stores over goddamn toilet paper, you know? I mean, what's it if be something like when serious no happens, like, what's what's it really going to look like, you know? Mm-hmm. That that movie Contagion, you know, the mm-hmm. one thing I think that was different between that and this. In Contagion, there was insane fucking looting. And it's because yeah. so many more people were dying. There's insane looting, you know? That even the first sight of something being limited, people just started freaking the fuck out. And they started tearing through stores, breaking windows, breaking into banks to steal money and shit. It's, I mean, I, Mm -hmm. you tell me, you know, like I said, I, I pride myself on being a reasonable guy. Why at this point do I not benefit more from completely separating from this, interacting socially with everyone that I love and still maintaining relationships, but separating completely from organized society? Like, why do I not benefit more from that now? Than I did before and being as completely self-sustainable as possible. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I wrote down. What did I learn? Live on a farm. That's yeah, what you should yeah. do. That's the best way to survive. Whatever the fuck happens, live on a farm by yourself with your family. Stay away from the fuck from everyone else that you don't actually like. Live by yourself.
2: That's how it used to
1: be, Not man. only
0: benefit, but... Is it healthier to you thrive that way, dude, all day long, and try to make money to buy this shit? Is it healthier just to survive yourself? Yeah, yeah, to
2: work all day to make it yourself.
0: Yeah, raise cows, raise chickens, raise all that stuff, grow garden. I got
2: a great book in there called uh, "Backyard Homestead." If it's just you and your
1: family, you don't need that much shit. No, you know, like if you're not trying to profit off of agriculture, you don't need that much shit. No. You know, family They're, of four does not consume as much as you would think if you're living a subsistence lifestyle. You mm-hmm. know, if like, not that you're limiting yourself. I think but I found even without you, uh-huh. hunting,
0: it takes maybe like three acres max. Yeah, it ain't
1: shit. Yeah. I mean, and even just the amount of animals that you have to have, you know, you mm-hmm. do like three cows on hand at one time. How fucking long is one cow going to mm-hmm. feed a family of four? You know, if <laughs> you can efficiently <laughs> store all of that meat, that shit will feed you for backyard. a long time, four see. people. Oh, yeah. and that's So, I don't, you know, you don't need... 20
2: cows roaming on your property mm. and 90 chickens and shit. I mean, you just need a couple. Here in about know? five minutes, I'm going to tell you how many you need and how much space it, you need. Yeah, so it's just... I got a dope book
1: that you're going to like. Yeah, um, so I, I'm just concerned at
2: how long
1: that charade is going to be able to be held up. You know, the... the I don't understand veil what's holding it up now.
2: control over the monetary system. I right? don't know with the fed buying another 2 trillion dollars in our own bonds from ourselves so that we could take out the first stimulus to package to keep bill, the right? dollar where it's at yeah how do you not have inflation creep up behind that at some point and now Does we're going to lord interest and now the house passed last night to according to what was it usa today passed 208 to 199 if i remember in the house the second stimulus bill 3, was $3 trillion. trillion and it's important to know that that's It's not going to come out
1: of the Senate looking like that, but it's also, I wouldn't imagine, is going to be half the cost that it was before, you know? It's going to be... I'm going to say close to if not more than what the last one was. Yeah. I don't see it being any less than 2 trillion dollars. It's going to go to completely different shit, you know. Oh, There's way more places struggling now that weren't struggling before yeah? that are going to need money, you know. yep. Yeah. There are a lot of people that through these four phases aren't going to be able to work until the last phase, you know, and they're going to need that money that's being talked about. And these are just ideas of what's being passed, but you know, I mean like I I've heard as much as Back pay for every essential worker that was working during this time, $13 an hour for every hour you worked from, I think, like the middle of January mm-hmm. through now. Right? For hazard pay, right? Up, up to $10,000. So you could receive a lump sum. Uh, I think you're, I think it said that your employer, they take, a, take out a grant and they have up to two pay cycles to pay that. So, I mean, you could potentially receive two hmm. – I I like, that, I like that idea. I yeah. could potentially receive two checks for five thousand dollars. That sounds like an excellent idea to me. i i I've not been, you know having to go to fucking food banks this whole time, but I've certainly been having to take money out of my own pocket to maintain the living that I was before. Mm-hmm. I was I don't live a lavish lifestyle. you know, I don't yeah. buy a bunch of shit all the time. We have one income for me, my wife, and my son. We don't live a lavish lifestyle. We don't have enough money to live a lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, but you guys are, uh, you I've, guys do what's right and you live within your means. Yeah. And had I not used any sick time or any vacation time over this whole time, I mean, that's thousands of dollars I have missed out on in pay, mm-hmm. not for anyone's fault other than the shutdown of the, of the country okay, by yeah. the government,
2: you know? I, and that's, that's an argument that I hear a lot about and I'd be interested to hear. Somebody who's consider themselves more of an ANCAP, their perspective on it is, is that old argument is that if the government does the equivalent of driving an, a Ford F one fifty through your living room, they're responsible for for the cost of the repairs yeah. to you and your in your home, right? And that's what we're looking at though. here. But they're not though. It's
0: been ruled in court already. So an armed robber escaping the police, they blew up his house, a random citizen, ha- and they said. Too bad. Well, didn't yeah, this
2: house at all. You could probably make the argument in court that it's the criminal's fault because if he wasn't doing that, the government or the the local government would have never blew up your house or some shit. But in yeah. this case,
1: the, well, the federal government. Pay, though? Well, and they admit a certain amount of liability. For example, vaccines. You know, there's there's a liability fund that has millions of dollars in it. That, mm-hmm. in the event that I mean, like, there's like not maybe tens, you know, of kids every year that die or are seriously disabled because Mm -hmm. they have some type of adverse reaction to the vaccine, there's a compensation fund set out for that, you know? It's like the vaccine compensation fund of America or some shit. It's pretty on the whole. Um, Should that be on the government, though? uh, (laughs) Fuck, I don't know. There's no choice to make it. Well, and that's in Which is what it should be. A
0: vaccine shouldn't be required. It's a personal I, fucking choice. I agree.
1: I feel it, but it also. <laughs> I'm not
0: against vaccines. <laughs>
1: well, it's not? For, I mean, I got to pay through my fucking insurance to get the vaccines for my kids. You know, um, and if I didn't have insurance, I'd have to pay out of pocket for it because people own the patents for those vaccines. Yeah. Uh, but, it's still intellectual
2: property. It's the as only as time as I ever thought. And his government interruption a, was right.
1: As far Sorry. as a choice um you know for like washington in particular they're taking away the amount of choices you have to not vaccinate your kids if you want to go to a public school mm-hmm. you know so you do and we talked about this on the show that it's like fucking vaccinate your kids because it's better for everybody but um you know you also have the choice to not vaccinate your kids and then homeschool them because if yep. you don't want to vaccinate your kids don't fucking vaccinate your kids poultry required
2: so a at the very top. on
1: one tenth of an acre. Yeah.
2: And then there's like a quarter acre, half acre. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. really lines out. Poultry,
1: six chickens, livestock, two rabbits, not enough space to keep large animals, bees, two
0: beehives. The one thing I doubt that takes into account right there is getting water. And unless you have a well. Yeah. You're yeah, get me no. more land for the water. This is specifically yeah, geared sure. toward
2: livestock. A homestead, and a homestead on, a, one. on a quarter acre. Yeah, poultry. and I just ordered the other version, which is all about the growing of produce. And they, I didn't realize this. The backyard homestead has a series of all these books, and they're mm-hmm. so good.
0: So as toxic good. as Reddit is, there's a homestead subreddit that's really good to follow. Check Ooh. this:
2: a homestead on a
1: half an acre, six layers or twenty four broilers or three turkeys. Waterfowl: three ducks or three, six ducks or three geese. Livestock: one cow with one or two calves. What the fuck did I say? Uh, pigs: two pigs. Rabbits: three rabbits. Two beehives. That sounds pretty legit. Beehives are really oh, yeah. important.
2: And then fuck that, yeah! That whole book goes into the care, the management, the maintenance, the facilities. Yeah.
0: That's a it's, quarter acre. Yeah. It's a half acre. It's a half acre. This, uh, is, okay. this is a quarter acre.
2: Yeah, and they even have a little layout there for a uh, tenth of an acre, which is really cool. Yeah, see, and I they have s-
0: an area for vegetables. Still don't see yet. a well, and that's what throws me off. That's yeah. true. That's true. Well, and that's you have these hopes, so maybe
1: this is for a well, especially if you're going to have waterfowl, you're going to have to have you some, know, some, some, some sort of wetland. Or, yeah, maybe they're yeah. counting a
2: pond or some shit. But what you were talking about before with that yes. adverse reaction to um, vaccines, yes. yeah, that was something. When you're in the military, you don't have a choice. When it's flu vaccine, yeah, they shoot you full everything. You just get in line and you take what they tell you to take. And they tell you that you have a you know a one in mm-hmm. like a ten million chance of having an adverse reaction so. to what this is. And from again, I'm not a doctor, but my understanding is the most common problem that. That comes from a vaccine like that is when somebody's when that little amount of inert virus or whatever it is that comes in contact with your body, the live virus. Yeah, your yeah. your antibodies essentially go haywire and you have what's called a um, a cytokine storm, and so your entire and uh, your entire immune system goes 100% full storm to attack this thing, and it makes you incredibly sick, and then you're you essentially have the AIDS problem where you don't have and immune system handle anything else.
0: Yeah. See, I'm not anti anti- uh mm-hmm. vaccines, Just, yeah, just yeah. spread it out a little bit more. Well, so And there's a lot of let different me put things. Put it to you fight it. Get the next one, fight it. So let me put it one, to you like
1: it. this, right? Because prior to having a child, that was the exact same way. So when we had our kid, I was like Dr. Chow, because that's the name of our pediatrician. Super nice Asian lady it was Jordan's pediatrician, actually. <laughs> Super that's awesome. So wild. Woman. And I was, so it comes that. time, you know, he's starting to be a couple months old. She's like, all right, vaccine time. I said, okay, so, so I, you know, I've been doing some research and so I like really think that I want to like space out some of these vaccines. How do I get, you know, like do this? So she talked to me a long time, probably like 10, 15 minutes about studies, the way that it's studied, the way that it's done this. And all of these vaccines are tested in combination with each other to ensure that the immune response is no different to one of them than it is to all three of them. Mm-hmm. So, they work together. They're designed to work together. So that's so why the, you can have an MMR you, shot yeah, that exactly, handles three exactly. things at one time. The, and then, immune, the immune response from receiving one of these vaccines – because you know like when you're a kid, you're a baby, you don't get five at one time. You get like the MMR and then there's – that's I think one of the only combination ones yeah. you get is the MMR and the other ones are all kind of individuals. One of them even now is a liquid that they just drink. It's just in oh. a little – just liquidy drinks and so that was one of them um, and then – Flavored like the grape amino. Yeah, yeah and he <laughs> yeah he didn't care at all about that one um, and so I – I asked a lot about that, and like I said, they are they are designed to work so the immune response is the same for all of them. So you won't have one that fucks with you any more than the other one does. Mm-hmm. They're all
2: going to respond. At the same levels. And then um, taking into account that everybody is different.
1: Now, do Something they have like, yes, does they have a different,
0: different routine for immunocompromised babies? That's a good I question.
1: I would imagine. I did not ask because ours is not, so I did not ask about that. But Because, like, uh, my new
0: nephew, he was born with, yeah. what's it, merconium, where they have feces in their lungs when they're born? Really? Mm-hmm. And he's oh, stopped breathing ten times in a month. Yeah,
1: so I can't. Yeah, so does I he can't answer for he get all that? the vaccines the same way, or is he and, getting? And I don't in know way. Uh, I yeah, would right. imagine because of how careful they are with infants that there would be a different procedure for him to receive. So. Yeah, I, would, I, would I wouldn't so imagine careful, that. The, yeah,
0: but. My girlfriend's in nursing school, and what is prescribed for a baby that was born with that syndrome is a three-day antibiotic flush. And he never got it from hospital or the doctor.
2: Yeah, and
0: that's the first step in the nursing book.
2: I would. And some doctors just
0: think I would also
1: show Mm -hmm. caution because not everything in a nursing book is exactly what somebody who's twenty years tenured is going to be doing. You know, there's going to be like if you've been doing it for twenty years, like I. Jordan or Doctor Chow was Jordan's pediatrician. Jordan's twenty five years old, and it's the only pediatrician she ever had. So That's a at long this time point, the fact medicine. that Doctor Chow has been doing that for that amount of time, even if my grandma, who was a kidney nurse for twenty years, said I learned to do the opposite thing in nursing school, I would say I. She's been a pediatrician for this amount of time, and not that I, you know, we've been sitting here for this amount of time. I don't cede all of my choices to people who know more than we, but. If this woman is telling me and she sees fucking hundreds of children a year, she's telling me this is the way that it was handled. I, and I don't have a reason to believe otherwise, you know? I, I, try and chalk it up to that expertise and i i don't know anything other than what you've told me about this particular instance you know but if that doctor um who chose not to do the bacterial flush decided for whatever reason based on their experience it wasn't necessary you know then that may or may not have been the right choice and i don't know that i'm not telling you that it was and even
2: and even in a more you know just to bring it even closer down to the human level that doctor is going to have a completely different opinion yeah. than maybe the other dozen yeah. doctors that you go ask next. And maybe goes that back to what decision. I was
0: thinking of. Is why is there government regulations on what the doctor is supposed to do when they've been in the field for fucking 30 years? Let them have the freedom of choice and let you choose what you think is the right treatment for your stuff. Sorry, I keep doing it.
2: <laughs> it's just with that. Microphone. Picks it up on a mic, yeah. But
0: Why don't you have the freedom of choice to what treatment you want?
2: Yeah, see, that is... That is the other – especially when you're talking about vaccines and stuff. There's that like – do you err on the side of civil liberties like you do with, say, a public health crisis like this? Yeah. Or – Well, I think
1: for – for some stuff there is, you know, like there's uh, like the, where they're talking about like compassionate care use, you know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you can do if you're dying. They're like, fuck it, it's not FDA approved, but give it a shot, you know, there's, because uh, what the fuck else do you have to lose? Same thing for physician-assisted suicide, you know, in Oregon and like California, I think it's only like two or three states, it's we wouldn't allow you to do that. We wouldn't recommend it as a doctor, but if you're at the point where you're ready to move on, we'll help you move on because that's what you're choosing to do. You know, mm-hmm. and I, don't I, even, think,
0: I don't even believe in suicide, but I think that's a perfectly, and I, I think, if someone wants to do it. They're more than welcome to. I think oh, yeah, there's not a lot choice. of
2: times but well, we he, have a very personal experience with that. Yes. Somebody choosing to be like, no, nah, I'm done. Yeah. And then we just go, well, fuck, I guess we got to deal with that person's choice. And, and I think there's a lot
1: of times that those personal choices and civil liberties get swept up and kind of lost in, I am a doctor, I've been doing this for 20 years, I've seen a thousand people with this same thing, and this is the proper course of treatment to try and do this. And I'm not saying that's right, but I think just because of that person, a lot of doctors are think by just air of their occupation, they're or by virtue of their occupation, they're like a little bit cocky, they're very confident, you know, they're literally taking people's lives into their own hands every day. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a sense of cockiness that comes with that, even if it's humble cockiness, you're still literally controlling life and death in a lot of circumstances.
3: Whether or not it's the right thing to do,
1: yeah, I think the reason, in some case, might just be that person is like, listen, I've seen it before, this is what we're going to do, this is what we should do. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree that People, you should have the choice to do what you want with your personal care. You know, yeah. it should be up to you if you want to do chemo. If you don't want to do chemo, if you want to do radiation, I want to do fucking nine courses of radiation and I have the insurance. So let's fucking do it. You know, as long as it's safe for you to do so, I don't think there should really be something that. Hinder you from that, you know. I don't but think I, I should even
0: have to be safe.
1: I, well, it's, it's not illegal to drink bleach in this country. No, but it's the Hippocratic oath to first do no harm. So you can't <laughs> yeah. expect a doctor to do something to hurt you because you're choosing that you want to do something. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's physician assisted, and that's why so many people argue against physician assisted suicide. It's the first, the first part is to first do no harm. Yeah. So right. they're like, it is directly contradictory to my Hippocratic oath to help you kill yourself because it's doing you harm, even if. You think it's the right thing? It's your personal choice. Mm-hmm. I can't do that as part of my Hippocratic oath. I so, think you find another doctor. Oh, yeah. But even then, they, the but they, but they've them. but they've all taken the same Hippocratic okay. oath. And so <laughs> this is true. Physician assisted suicide is just one <laughs> example. But I'm talking about in general. If you're talking about, I should be able to do anything I want with my body, whether or not it's safe. You can, but you can't expect someone whose job it is to not hurt you to help you do that. You know, they can't be in a compromised position to do so if they want to. That's on them. There's all kinds of doctors that get fucked up and then operate afterwards. And they're like, fuck it. You know, I'm sure it's also part of the Hippocratic oath to not do it while you're fucked up. But I don't know, you know, so it's (laughs) I, I agree with you. But when you need someone else's help to get that thing done, you can't expect them to override that oath they've taken. To do that, you can hope that they will, and I'm mm-hmm. sure someone will. But you can't expect that from them, you unless know? you're somebody that doesn't believe in the sanctity of an oath. Well, I guess you can, you can't expect thing, right? it. It's it's your own personal choice to have yeah. that expectation, but it's not a necessarily
2: fair expectation that they will adhere yeah. to. You know, yeah, I'm just trying to make but, you defend this yeah. point every angle. Can <laughs> <I'm, laughs> doing I'm my best, man.
1: Doing that. my best. No,
2: and, and I will say, I'd be very interested. Just kind of since we're on that topic of what would happen if you relieved some of the malpractice liability to that all doctors have to deal with would to kind of yeah it would yeah. i would be very curious well, to see what kind of different non-standard practices might occur with that and if we'd all of a sudden find Doctors that are way better than other doctors. So
1: I can give you one example for sure, right? Going back to my grandma was a kidney nurse for like 18 years, I think. Mm -hmm. She, after she went to medical school or nursing school, whatever the fuck, right? She is trained to help people. She would not stop for a car accident if she saw one because she was so afraid of saving someone who didn't want to be afraid and then losing her license to practice. Mm -hmm. So I think if you take away certain sections, there's people who won't help people in a restaurant who's choking, Because Mm -hmm. if that person then decides, you know what, I didn't want to die. Fuck you. They can sue the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. And even if you do make it through, your malpractice insurance—the rates are going to go up so goddamn high. You'll probably have to quit your job. You know, not to mention if
2: you are that person—if you're not—if you don't carry a a current certification for something like CPR or first aid, they can come after you, you personally. Exactly. We were told that when we were in when I was in the Coast Guard. It's like, you know, if. Somebody, if you pass a car wreck on the side of the road, that's your decision. But unless you have that current certification, you're playing with
1: fire. Yeah. So I think you'd see a lot more people getting saved in that way, certainly in ways mm-hmm. like that for you, for my grandma, for people who are like, well, fuck it. If I can do something, I'm going to do something, mm-hmm. you know? But like you'd also see. Less people, I, not, not as many, but you would also see yeah. some people who are dying because they're like, fuck it, give me this drug, let me give it a shot, you know, and the doctor's like, well, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea, you know, like, I'm, I'm telling you, it probably won't work, but if that's what you're requesting, you know, yeah. it, it may not kill you, it might, you know, if they get really fucked up somehow, like, she's like, there was the one guy that, um, Joe Rogan's talking about, like, claimed he took, like, Valium, I think, and then it made him gay. Oh. And then he, like, sued that company for fucking, just a shitload of money because only when he took this drug did he want to have gay sex but after that he didn't you know and like won this fucking lawsuit like whose fucking responsibility is that you know that like so there's weird
0: I can get real deep into the rabbit hole of that
1: right so that's so there you know so that's why I said less because there's going to be a lot of really weird singular isolated examples of like this guy Mm -hmm. likes to fuck dudes when he takes Valium and when he doesn't He's totally straight, but there's gonna be other people who are like, no, I tried this and it fucking saved my life. And mm-hmm. or this dude saved my life because, you know, he like wasn't going afraid to I was him. gonna sue the dick off of him. Yeah. Exactly. Sure like that, you know. And there's yeah, there's all kinds of those those pills and stuff that people are talking about. That they're like compassionate use. We haven't tested it, but if you're gonna fucking die and you wanna give it a shot,
3: mm-hmm.
1: give it a shot, dude. Oh yeah. It's weird that you have to be in a life or death circumstance to like truly embrace your medical freedom, you know, but Liability, I think, is part of that. The Hippocratic Oath is part of that. There's, There's like a lot. A, so many different, yeah, factors that play into that that make it
2: very difficult to mm-hmm. to wade through. Come well, on. you had expressed interest in talking about Department of Education a little bit. We should probably let's let's talk about the Department of Education. I would imagine. I'm assuming it's kind of how education in general is being handled during this crisis. Is that kind of um
1: I mean I don't I don't general? have like a whole lot I think it's it's interesting it's very interesting that there wasn't I, I'm Not to like come to the government for not having a contingency plan, but it does tr- seem strange that of all of the different departments of the government, the Department of Education doesn't have some type of plan for how we're going to teach kids if they can't go to school. That seems really weird. Of all the different things, you know, if that's so important, the, the future of our youth and the youth are our future and education of the children, like, you know, everyone's always talking, especially in the Trump organization or in the Trump administration. It's like very important. They're talking about education a lot. Why is there no fucking plan for not even a pandemic for if, if there's a fucking earthquake, you know, that's across two states and all those kids can't go to school. Why is there not some type of plan to teach kids if they can't go to school? That mm-hmm. seems really weird to me that, that that
2: doesn't exist. Like on the, <sighs> actually. I was about to say on the federal level, I can kind of get it because the state should handle it, but the federal government well, the Fed is the runs, one that yeah, it the entire of yeah.
1: everything, yeah. So it seems weird. So let me even put it, rephrase it, right? With the way the the government works, specifically in education, if you don't do this, you don't get this money. Yeah, it seems weird. The federal government didn't say if you don't have some type of emergency plan for how you're going to run school, you know, offline then you don't get this money. Like, so why – that seems weird, you know? Because I, I don't think it's up to the federal government as a body to have that plan. But it seems weird that uh, all the different departments of education, federally and state, no one had a plan for what they were going to do. So all of a sudden, no one's going to learn anything new. We're going to give you packets. We're going to give you tablets if we can. Seniors, just move the fuck on and then we'll, you know, we'll handle it afterwards. Like, I don't – hold the fuck on because I don't I, – it didn't work I'd, that way for you. No. No, it fucking did not. I was forced to continue to go to school. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's a, a very strange double standard that you're going to meet. That You have kids that may or may not have met requirements for graduating and they're going to move on. You know, mm-hmm. for the last 10 years, you've had kids that are shy of half a credit and they don't get to graduate. You know, but you have kids that whether or not they want to move on or they want to have their senior year, you still have kids that are missing three quarters of a year of school. All of those credits and they get to move the fuck on like that
2: because we don't know what is. Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: because we just don't know because we did never think about it before. Mm-hmm. Like that's Then where's all this money going? Like you know, that's <laughs> where's all the made up money going if no one has a plan for anything? That seems weird. And Chad, you look like
2: you have some thoughts
0: for yeah, the you department got, of education. Well, is it better to have a department of education because prior to our department of education, I believe we were third and fourth in the world in education. Now I think we're twenty or thirtieth in the world.
2: Yeah, I, th- I feel like you could probably it, make some pretty principled arguments against wouldn't private education. would you rather
0: people that learn from other people rather than just one big society all learning the same shit? Wouldn't you want to know – like you didn't know about horseshoeing. Mm-hmm. I no, you not know about horseshoeing.
2: Well, I, okay. So to, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this because I understand some of their reasoning behind it. I understand the right. reasoning. I don't agree the, with it. The standard – like the – okay. We want to make sure everybody can read, write – Understand basic to this e- level arithmetic at this level, so we design our syllabus or whatever to meet all these things, and then next thing you know, standardized testing becomes some weird hybrid way to 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 show you how well that's working on some kind of you know graph somewhere along the line, so that yeah. you can justify numbers and financing and bullshit. And even the, that oh, is
0: also. Let me preface my freedom views with with freedom. There is always fallout, as in yeah. the ones that don't make it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because Once, they don't make it. Because
2: well, yeah, no, that's in good. <laughs> freedom and true liberty, you have it's, the freedom really to make mistakes is. that you can't come back
0: from. Yeah. There's no safety net with freedom.
2: No. That's no, only your safety net at that point would be like the community and your friends right. and family. Yeah. And, you know. And um,
1: I get a nice hard, hard time with,
2: with the standardized
1: thing of education right? because I mean there's no shortage of cases of kids that are making it to fucking tenth grade and can barely read. Well, mm-hmm.
0: Rob, okay. Colin, for example. Right. I've known him <laughs> my whole life. My whole life. A smart guy. He's not a good test taker. Nope. Yeah. So why the fuck should a test matter on whether you graduate? Because it's I the only way you
2: can find the statistical numbers
1: I can't
0: see if what you're um, trying
1: is working. I can't divide on paper. I never learned mm-hmm. to long divide. I don't either. I, I made never it learned all it. the way through high school and fucking running start. I don't know how to long divide. <laughs> I did at one I point, to, but tell me I forgot. how the fuck that happened. That I, yeah. you know, I could never, I always struggled with the standardized testing. There was always one I didn't pass, you know? Oh, yeah. I know. I mean- there's – it just doesn't – go standards Mm-mm. do Two years not of calculus, work no long no division that day, mm-hmm. you know. Rob Gronkowski, fucking tight end of the Patriots, said that before he retired from Tight football, end of
2: the Pirates now. Uh, or right. Or Bucs, sorry, the, sorry Buccaneers. the Buccaneers now, yeah.
1: Um, he <laughs> said that before he retired, he could barely read. Yeah. Like he said that he wouldn't – Go and read at elementary schools because I was listening to this interview. He said, "Well, because in kids' books, there's always like one or two hard words, you know." He mm-hmm. said, and I would always struggle with those words, so it was embarrassing. And he's on this fucking podcast on part of my take. He's like, "Yeah, I can read like three whole chapters of a book now, which is awesome. I think that's great." But and this is no fault of his own, but it. How fucking sad is it that a grown ass man has to be proud that he can read three chapters of a fucking book? And how sad is it that he made it through fucking college? And can barely goddamn read because he can play football and people are
0: pushing him through.
1: That's, and it's not. It
0: can he even retain
1: it? You know what I'm saying? And it's not. Yeah. I'm not blaming him. It's not his fucking fault. Certainly he could have tried harder, you know. But when you when you have people telling you, don't worry about it. We'll handle it. You're not going to try harder. Not when you're fucking 15. Not when you're 16. When you're 20. You're not going to try harder if no one's making you try harder except yeah. in football. You but know that was basically
0: happen, happening during the whole quarantine is don't worry, we can handle it. Yeah, don't worry about it. We got it.
1: We'll mm-hmm. figure it out and we'll let you know next week after we've done it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like, you can't, you cannot expect that to maintain, mm-hmm. you know? And it's for that reason you're talking about the decline in rankings of education numbers. When you have that many people consistently
2: slipping through the cracks, you know, mm-hmm. like you, it goes to shit. And in a know? lot of cases, it's done on purpose, which is, Which is weird when you think about it because a, an individual that you can identify through the standard public school system because you're monitored and you're, you know, they track you all the way through the system. It's run by the federal government and the state government. Yeah. They identify you as somebody that has a skill that is more valuable than Ah! your own education. Go Isaiah ahead. Jenna had their baby.
3: Oh! Isaiah and
2: Jenna had their baby. Congratulations. There it is. That's their baby.
3: Oh,
1: it's oh, so adorable. It. It's
2: gone. I don't know what happened. It disappeared to the Snapchat. Oh, there well. it
0: is. There we go. Oh, that's a cute kid. That's a
2: lot of quarantine babies are getting dude, popped out these she's days. She's
1: <laughs> like way too overdue. She's been pregnant for way too long. Saying, thank God. A while ago, right? Thank God. That's good. Congratulations, Isaiah. You're going to have a so few awesome. weeks off. Wow. It's a boy. Yeah, it's a boy. Yeah, that's so cool. Here's another problem I have with the
0: department of education. Yeah,
1: good luck with your kid. (laughs) Education sucks.
3: It's
0: also infiltrating homeschool, and if you don't teach what the The state says is proper. Now, let's go real hypothetical here, and let's say Hitler took over the country, and you want to homeschool your fucking child. You're not even allowed to teach them what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For all the people that say Trump's Hitler, or well, any politician's Hitler. Right, and Martin's just to be Hitler clear, you're not
1: comparing the United States government to Hitler or the Third Reich. This is no. just a hypothetical situation. Yeah. Just a Hitlerian for everyone's figure. own protection. Any party doesn't just guys a fucking Nazi fucking If you want to yeah.
0: teach your kids what you want, they can't graduate until you teach them what the government wants you to teach them. Yeah, that is true. I mean, and that's the
2: idea of that standardized, cross-the-platform thing, is they have these arbitrary thresholds set that don't measure any actual true you know, intellectual prowess and as long as you can pass the test and show numbers that are good enough, you're done. That you, they count you as a victory and check, moving on.
1: Well, you can, you know, you can come up with a million different examples. Your job is one example, you know, Mm -hmm. of things that you need to school. But the only thing that I can like as far as like homeschooling, for an example, that I could say that you like really need when you're an adult, like you really need to know how to read and write effectively and efficiently mm-hmm. and be able to consume information and like, and, and be able to it, express yeah. yourself and retain it. You need to know basic math. You know, you know how to balance your budget. You need to, there's going to be some shit. You, I was never going to balance things budget. And I, no, but I mean, right. So that's a, yeah. So, These are things you need to know how to do. The only you know, reason I was that taught that is because I took a business a math business class. math class. Yeah, all I learned um, in public
0: school was social skills, and I didn't learn a whole lot of that I, shit. Th- yep,
1: and I think that um, which is you know, a real those are,
2: deficiency that kids are missing out which on. Which unfortunately,
0: now. homeschool happens a lot.
2: Yeah, right.
1: And so you know, there's a very minute list of things that I would say as a 25 year old man that I feel you. Need to learn from, like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a traditional education, whether it's in school or homeschool or wherever the fuck, you know, that you need to learn as a child. Like, the list, I think, is pretty small, you know, yeah. of the things that you need to know. At, past that, a lot of stuff you need to know is based off of what you're going to do, you mm-hmm. know? I know you don't need to know calculus to be a farrier, at least you're, from what I would fucking imagine. Not you, know? you don't need to know fucking. 400 level algebra or whatever the shit, you know, like you, as a fair, you don't need that. In my job, I don't need to know how to long divide. I don't need to know calculus. I need to know how to do fractions well, quickly and efficiently. Mm -hmm. I learned that when I got this job. I knew how to do fractions basically before. I always struggle with them because it's confusion as shit. I know how to do them efficiently now and I'm much better at building things now because I'm better at fractions. I'm quicker at measurements, all that stuff, you know, the things I feel that you need to learn grow Largely based off of the things you choose to do in your life. And so I think it's really hard to set those standards to to apply to everybody. everyone that's supposed to learn under them. You know, I used to ask in my 10th grade math class all the time, why am I ever going to need this, you know? And she would always, that teacher would always, like, to her own credit, would creatively try and find a way that, oh, well, if you choose to have this job, this is what you could use it for, you yeah. know? a 15-year-old, well, I'm never going to be that, so I don't need to fucking learn this, you know? But yeah. that's a shitty, like, you know, maybe a simplistic way of thinking, but I think a lot of ways is largely true. If you're not going to do that thing, you know, that's not a necessary skill for you to have. And I can... See to the argument that you know, we need to learn all this stuff so you can choose to do whatever you want, you know, uh, because I'm 25 years old and I don't know now what I want to do, you know. Um, yeah. Welcome so I, I see life. that it gives you like a broader array of options, you know, but I
0: I don't but, know. Yeah, not to like, get a little micro here, but when I was oh, in please. high school, if you asked that question, the teacher said, You need it for college. Yeah, what if yeah. you don't fucking need college? Right. Well,
2: yeah, the, the push for college is a whole nother conversation. Yeah, all together, I but didn't but. need
0: college. No, nope, I didn't either. Just luckily, led me to work in a fucking ranch. As One. it turns
2: out, the only college level math I needed to know was advanced geometry and trig. And
0: I just thought you can learn that with a couple months on Google. I you can't.
2: They learn that in high
0: school now. Oh, right. I'm sure.
2: I, I'm sure that
1: that's if the, I not took to it, simplify I your job, to. but I'm sure that mm-hmm. you can take those classes in a public high school. Now. And, and well, I will say, so like, I went
2: through geometry and stuff like that. I learned the Pythagorean theorem and like all these different things. I just never truly understood why the hell I would ever need that. Yeah. And now it's like, oh no, I see it in the numbers, and then I go out and I make it happen in the real world, and then those two combining those two different worlds, all of a sudden it just. It just made sense. Yeah. But without having that that real world experience part of it to know how it's actually going to be applied, I would have never ever wanted to learn trig. Why? Yeah. So I can figure out inner angles and you know it's, you don't most people won't need it, but mm-hmm. I ended up needing it, and luckily enough, I just had a and I think maybe that might be part of why we have this standard erroneous as it is or not of having a fundamental understanding of how the basics of mathematics works that you can build off that in the future. If you were to need to know that Yeah, a a foundational spot off of which you can, you can either leave it there or you can build it up in any direction you need to, as your life moves forward and develops. Maybe, I don't know. But again, how do you implement that into a state run program? probably pretty impossible. I
1: think that if things were less standardized, it would also be easier for people to figure out what they wanted to do. You know, Mm -hmm. if you were exposed to more stuff, if you had career days that were more hands on, you know, if you had like four people's parents come in once a month, you know, and all day we're going to spend a quarter of the day, we're going to do this, a quarter of the day, we're going to do this, a quarter of the day, we're going to do this, a quarter of the day, we're going to fucking hammer out, you know, horseshoes and shit. You're going to get a pretty good idea by the time you're 18 of like, I really enjoy doing this. Like, Mm. I really want to do this, you know? And I don't... We ended up with a lot to
2: our of conversation we had about like the alternative schools and right. trade schools. Well, and
1: even
0: those even, kids uh, tend to make more money too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even with college, you know, you have so many kids that are graduating college with just general majors and communications and whatnot because they've, even with the extra four years, no one, they don't have exposure to anything other than school. So they don't have any fucking idea what a practical application of this career is going to be. So they don't know if they want to do it, you know, you know, but kid's like me, like I said, 25 years old, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I, yeah. I, and we talk, maybe well, this fuck, I'm a, 32 and
2: I still, don't maybe know this I want is to a do. good transition. I kind of do. Know? I want to do this obviously, but right, right. But
1: it's like, if, if this was not an option, you know, like a yeah. traditional career, um, you know I, like i i have a good job now that i could work at for the rest of my life you mm-hmm. know and this is this is kind of a corona education crossover you know we're talking about it this week you know and i started to like you can probably help out with this too i was i was starting to look at different careers not because i'm unhappy with my job but just as to try and like figure out what i want to do you know mm-hmm. and for like a couple of months i was like i'm pretty sure that i want to be a police officer like i'm like i'm like feel very mm-hmm. certain you It'd know, good that, one. like this is like what I want to do. You know, feel like, nice very, um, and part of it was like I'd like to do it to like just improve the overall image. You know, have a dude that like mm. believes in reasonable shit and it's not a fucking asshole. You know, that's my buddies leaving Seattle PD. And so, so when all this Corona shit popped off, right? I I had like ride along scheduled, and then this happened. I was like, well, I guess I have to wait for these. You know, and so over this time, we've seen like the protests, we've seen like stuff like that happen. I have. Arrived at like a very serious like moral like fork in the road, you know, of where I'm like, I don't know that I could sign on for a career that something like this is going to happen and I'm expected to show up to help. Fend off, you know, contain these people that are expressing their anger, you know. Mm. And I, I'm far be it for me to fucking control anyone or stop anyone from. But see, that's the type of option awesome need is the then, one
0: that follows that people have <clears> their <throat> liberties and freedoms, and you'll let them do that. That's what the police we need.
2: Well, that's the systemic problem, and, uh, and, I, yeah. and
1: yeah. I and Same I agree politics. with that. I agree with that. But you also see people like the guy in Seattle that stood up for what he believed and got fucking fired afterwards. You yeah. know, it's and a and systemic it's, problem it's, to and to the so, core. And so I—that's kind of where I find myself, you know. Where I—I still—I still still feel very strongly attracted to that. That still Mm -hmm. does feel like something I'm very interested in. Something I think I could do well at, you know. But I also am like, should I? Should I choose a career where if shit pops off and? The fucking book happens, right? And the police force is expected to try and defend... I- I'm not gonna- fuck that! I'm gonna be the first guy that says, no, I've got That's guys good, that outrageous. I'm- that I'm fucking packed up with, that I'm not staying here with you guys to stop the looters, like I'm fucking going, you know? Mm. Like, is that- I-, I don't know, because I don't- I-, I don't- I'm not a cop, so I can't postulate, but I- all I can do is postulate, but like I don't- I also don't want to- Sign into something that's like a brotherhood, you know, of police officers for me to then be like, peace out, guys. I'm not in with this shit. I got other moral things that I'm already signed on to that this, that are above this, you know. So I, I'm concerned, I think, about making sure that I have my loyalties lying in the right place. Yeah. You know, a even official wildlife I, officer, I'm, I'm, right? There you go. Very concerned about that, you and, know. And, and that's the problem. It's, I don't know how to
2: effectively apply that to. Yeah. like a career going forward. Well, like you said earlier, we need more <laughs> police officers that have that attitude, right? Yep. But it's the same problem when we're talking about politicians. Kitsap County
0: Sheriff, when Inslee said he was going to enforce this, oh uh, yeah. Well, Kitsap County Sheriff said he doesn't want to do it, but he's going to because it's our Insles job, and so. I right? Like, no. You don't want it.
1: you don't do it. And that's part of when I started thinking about that. If I'm a sheriff's deputy, you know, and he's like, no, no, no. Like, it's – you know, I don't like it either, but it's our job. I'm going to be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what do you mean it's our job? Like, it's our job to fucking protect people and defend freedoms. But it's not anymore, but
0: according to court he, rulings. You know what I'm saying? No, and has Supreme court ruled three times that police have no – yeah. They have no freedom. They have no, freedom. Freedom. no moral legal obligation to protect or serve citizens. Mm-mm.
2: They have to just enforce the law as yeah. it is written. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would
1: that's not, the problem. You know, yeah. And I would not take on a – and so I'm not saying I've, like, completely
2: given up on it, you know. But mm. I'm just I'm just struggling with this fucking – Well, because when you weigh the odds, right, if you as somebody who wants to go in and essentially be the guy that's going to make the changes, right, you're going to be the good cop. You're going to be the good politician, The actual odds of you swaying the way that system has been structured through regulation and law over decades, if not hundreds of years, is incredibly small.
1: So so you walk into that.
0: You really just gotta
1: work with the people. Yeah. You have to just do your
2: job the way you think it should be done and then gotta yep. deal with the – And then run the risk of getting canned. Yeah. Because at some point you probably will. Mm-hmm. Or at some point your party's not gonna back you during a <laughs> election and you're not gonna fit in anymore. You can't, the people that should get into the system don't get into the system because the system is so corrupted.
1: But at least you did the right thing. If you – like if you get fired, you know, for mm-hmm. having done that, like at least you did the right thing. And like then that. how are and you supposed to
2: plan your life that way? You know what I mean? When and at, that's, at the end of the day, you still need the dollars.
1: That's where I'm at. You know, I think oh. that – and I, I feel largely the same about this. You know, like when we we're talking about going to Seattle instead of doing like the live broadcast, you know? If I didn't have a wife and kids like I would be way less reserved about like oh you know what am I going to do in the future like if it's just my future that I'm controlling yeah way more apt to be like fuck it let's let's see what happens you know let's go for it cuz it's what feels right now and we'll see what happens but like but a point now, I have a wife. I have a child that I have to consider, you know, mm-hmm. that like – every decision that you make. That I have to consider, you know, when we were talking about going, we're like, well, if we go to something like we potentially could get arrested just for like being out, you know. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's that big of a deal to really be arrested? No. But I also mm-hmm. have to work a job and my family can't go without me being paid. And if I don't know how long I'm going to be in jail, I can't really sign up to be arrested because they won't be able to pay the bills, you know. No. So, it's not like – I'm fucking, you know, afraid to get jailed. I'm not afraid to get fired or lose something for something I believe in, you know. But there's like things bigger than just me at play here, yep. you there's know. Realistic which, fallout, yeah. To every which,
2: choice and decision that you make, exactly.
1: Which call those things into like it just it it begs further consideration, deeper mm-hmm. consideration, you know, that I would have to give it with just my life that was that yep. was at absolutely. Play. Yeah, that's
2: part of getting older.
1: Yeah, and it's really also – it's, a you know, like a societal thing like you were talking about or like a system thing, you know, mm-hmm. that I also like – there are people to benefit – from better police officers within the system. You know, oh, the, yeah. there are fucking thousands of people that benefit from a better police officer in the system that would not beat the shit out of a 15-year-old black kid because he thinks he has a gun, you know, or that wouldn't do this, or yeah. any, of the, any of the number of shitty things we see terrible police officers doing
2: on a near-daily basis,
1: oh, yeah. you know? Oh, over I'm for on some bullshit.
0: wonderful police officer. All he does is community involvement.
2: Yeah, that's all he does. Yeah. And we need a 100,000 more, like, just like that. Yep. Yeah. But the odds of that happening are not something that I would want to bet money on. They're not great. Which is... Maybe that's still the right thing to do. If you want that, you'd do a lot of money. Welcome to crushing morosity of life. They make, you know, a regular police officer makes pretty decent money too. I
0: out mean, here. Seattle yeah, PD makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah out, out here.
2: Bad life. I mean, I, I
1: tell Seattle the story. Seattle PD's a hard police department to work for, man. There's a lot of police brutality coming to that shit. That's a hard reputation to carry around. My oh, buddy's I mean, you've been to Seattle because he tends
0: to arrest the same guy seven days a week and yeah, I, prosecuted.
1: I commend every good police officer coming out of Seattle because there's a lot of pieces of shit that have beat down and fucking killed people that don't deserve it. And so any any good mm-hmm. police officer in Seattle. Deserves all the commendations in the world Mm -hmm. because there are some metro police departments in particular that are Mm -hmm. so difficult to work for. That is one of them. I remember just when I was in like junior high and high school, you know, when body camps started to get big, just the string of police brutality coming out of Seattle PD. That you're just like, how are any of these guys even fucking police officers, mm-hmm. you know? I know. And that's been, how long has that been happening before dude, we got body cams Dude, on? And even worse, because they at least knew they were on camera then. Oh, dude, horrible. Yeah, weird. Horrible. That's, I mean, we saw like two years ago, you know, a series of ones coming out of Baltimore, people planting mm-hmm. drugs and shit, and they're yeah. on their own body cams. That and they was investigate, wild. they find that dude's done it fucking hundreds of times, you know? How about- like how many people do you gotta release from jail because this guy fucked him over? You know, pretty much everyone he's ever arrested. Like shit, dude. Yeah.
0: That like hurts. Duncan every- limp. That poor guy.
1: Oh good god. Duncan limp. Duncan Limp was murdered by the police through oh, his... Oh, yeah. Well, his pregnant girlfriend was yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah. They shot him through, like, the window or the walls of his house. Yeah. 4 a.m.
0: On a no-knock raid, 19 years old, because he trained with militia, which is not illegal. Yeah. And he had a
1: we red flag to- walk yeah, on yeah. him. He had a prior, I think, and, like... Is that the day that we, we kind of went yeah. heavy on
0: militia talk? Yes. But not yeah. just that, people go into the protest to get released video footage. This guy was driving... To go protest and to get video footage from the body cams released. They threw a fucking flashbang in his car and arrested him. For going to the fucking protest. Hmm. Those
1: aren't good cops. We started talking about it because the two guys that defended the salon in Texas said their names were Duncan Whip. That is why. is because they were outside, armed. Yeah. Outside guys. of the... That's yeah, right. And so when they were asked by the reporters, what are you guys' names? They both said our names are Duncan Whip. And so, so I said, Colin... I know about this already. See all yeah, those are
0: like, if you want to read some history, look up this Operation Mockingbird. It's about how they released robins into the country. So, you no, know,
2: it's a whole different thing. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah. So I think that we're sitting about two and a half hours.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I think that we, you know, we've we've done a pretty good job. Joe Joe Biden escapes us again, yet That's again. All right? He's elusive, um,
0: just like. Unlike the girls that could escape. Oh,
1: Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, I think that to try and just kind of boil down our conversation today, first of all, Chad, I want to thank you for being here. I hope you had a good time. Um, I think that we. You know, uh benevolently allowed you to express yourself a fair amount. I'm just kidding. I think that we did a good job <laughs> about, um, you know, like hey, – benevolent the dictatorships, Paul, is really <laughs> where
0: the government
1: should go. Uh, I think that we had a pretty good balance here today. It was good to, to learn a little bit more about you, get to know you a little bit better. Um, I think that kind of the crux of what we talked about today is kind of how we ended um our pre-show, you know, that yeah. you should – just stay vigilant and think critically and think logically and be sure of what your rights are. And I think not to speak for either of you, you know, but I think that other than like work and, you know, you were in that small quarantine to see the baby, I think mm-hmm. largely our lives are not that much different now than they were prior. You know, there's some social stuff where you're going places, you know, but um, and I personally would attribute that to we all, I think, feel very confident and firm in our freedoms you know Mm -hmm. we know what our rights are we know what our freedoms are we're not seeing articles being posted anonymously on facebook and being scared that people are going to come to our homes and take our children from us we not that either of you have kids but you know we 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 know what's going on here as far as us and it's just our rights we are aware of what we have the power to control Mm -hmm. um And I think that that's helped us be not scared shitless, you know, like so many other people that are fear buying toilet paper and fear buying fucking whatnot. It made it so that you can only buy two boxes of ammo at a store because that's another thing that I learned. Just have ammo. Don't have to buy it then. Have it. Stupid. That's what I get. You know, now I know. I'm going to wait two weeks or two months. Everyone's going to forget and we're all going to be able to buy it up
0: in fucking mass on the cheap again. But what you got? I just want to interrupt with this. Yes. So I've thought about buying, you know, ammo, body armor, gold, silver for years beforehand. I'm like, what's the point right now? I can always do it later. Yes. It's never too early to do it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Never
1: too early. So when you have the money, it's like a prioritization of what you think is most important. When you need it, it's yeah. too late. Yeah. And I would rather, you know, when all shit pops off, like I guess the last two weeks, I've been looking at fucking plate carriers. <laughs> and when I first met you,
3: <laughs> mother, can yeah, you
0: ever
1: imagine that I would say I've been really looking at fucking buying plate carriers and body armor? Like
0: no. I'm ordering place tonight. I've thought about doing it for five years. The lead time is four to six weeks. What if shit pops off next week? Yep. And you never then know? I don't have it.
2: Yeah. And so I mean, habitually. i just, to add my own two cents to our little closing. Also, great weight know, vest. Great weight vest. Yeah. yeah. Good for working it's out. Just throw some plates in and exactly. do your daily workout. Um, Steel plates are heavy, bro. No, thank you. <laughs> just I don't want to be hauling around all that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, and you've done a great job over all your series of Facebook and Instagram lives and stuff like that. And, you know, yesterday's, I think it was when you were going on about that what you're just talking about think critically right and my kind of go-to analogy is that if you're reading an article the first article that you've come up and you read the headline and you actually go through and you read the article which is a step more than most people do if you have your decision and your mind made up about how you feel about whatever situation that article is describing you're doing something wrong because you need to understand that no matter What you're reading, it's coming through someone else's filter. And you need to read more than one article. Read three to five articles. Read as many articles as you can about the same exact thing. Yeah. Take time to think about that and then come to your own decision. Listen to other people's opinions on those things. Ask other people about it, yeah. You know, talk about it. Have discussions about it. Don't read articles Make assumptions, jump to conclusions, slow down, think critically. There is so much more info now related to the virus and just how say like the CDC collects statistics on deaths and all these different things that we would, we would like to assume all the numbers that we get are correct, but there's those, that data is gathered in a specific way that nobody up until this point had really cared to look at and it's okay to be skeptical these days on anything that you read or you hear or you watch. Do the legwork. Look into something. Ask us to look into it.
0: Chad took a big hit. He's we confident. killed Chad. <laughs> we killed him. I just want to throw out one more thing. Yeah, please. If someone is afraid of the virus, statistics. Statistics. 98.9% survivability rate. Statistics are important. Uh, yeah. If you're a I healthy think... person, you're fine to work. You're okay. And I just to put it out there... Um, I don't think
1: that you're a pussy you wear a mask, right? Because I was never this whole time. Like I wasn't as I was not concerned about. I don't my do it. And I love it. Health. because they
0: care about other people. Well, well, right. so it's to stop the spread, that's fine. I love
1: it. And I, I only ever wore a mask because Jordan's grandma lives upstairs from us, which like, we, yeah we see her regularly. A risky age bracket, and that yeah. that's the only reason. Because I'm not concerned. Me, she's fine, mm-hmm. and our kid babies. We are made our mom work from now. home
0: before she had to. Yeah,
1: yeah, so. and so it's so it's important not that you're shitting on anyone by saying that but just because people on the internet are such fucking assholes that that's, yeah it's like there there are people that need to be protected and that goes with the statistics there are people who are statistically more likely to die from getting this disease than others the people who like are right. less statistically to die fucking go to work you're yep. you're all right you know and take precautions be safe don't be yeah. a fucking
2: idiot just wash don't your hands be an asshole yeah but you know just be smart about it Yeah, go about your. I mean, I can't overrule the government or anything, obviously. You know what? Do the best to go about your daily life. Whatever makes you comfortable. You know
1: what feels right. You know how to not be a gross, fucking, dirty fucker, and like that's what really matters. Just said, think logically, think critically, Hmm. think deeply. You know, go hard. Go That's hard. Uh, yeah. So, let me pull a line here and we can get out of here. Um, Chad, thank you again for being here. This was excellent. This was this a was great later. time. First show back in weeks. Good. good. to be back. Happy to be here. Um Social medias, salt of the street on Twitter, alpaca underscore donut on Instagram. Collins at big bird of on both of those things. It's like Chad Offenbacher one or some shit like that. I don't know. It's, really Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> we'll tag him. He'll be in there. Yep. You guys I will tagged see him it. in the Facebooks. So. Yeah. Pictures of horses and horseshoes and stuff. I'm sure you got a knife you guys made in a, uh, you know, the oh, forge yeah. one time. So it's a whole deal. Um, let's see here. I've stopped deleting these off here, which oh, was yeah. a really <laughs>
2: stupid thing to do. Um, <laughs> I think we ran into that same problem once we uh, were on Yeah, I'm all, a, Always Sunny back in the day. Just an idiot, but
1: hopefully I didn't use this one. Um, if we lined up every girl you dated in high school, we could rush for a 1,000 yards behind them in the NFL.
2: I mean, humble
3: brag, but that's cool. <laughs>